All right, everybody, welcome back. We are on episode 50 something. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just let you guys know right now. I completely messed up the numbering. I believe we're on 56, 57 will be next week, but in the beginning of 57, we completely screwed up that intro. So don't listen to it. And I even posted the podcast name will be absolutely hilarious when you guys get to see it. So anyway, getting into this, thank you to Brownells. Brownells is awesome. Brownells has a ton of stuff coming in. They have the 14.5 all the way down to the 10.3 URGIs coming in for for Geisley. Um, They have the Mark 16s coming in for that. Uh, There is a ton of new stuff. If you ever just want to go check out new products that hit Brownells daily. Um, Just go hit them up. They are incredibly awesome. They always have great deals. Use code BOP10 to save 10% off of 150 or more. Again, BOP10 to save 10% off of $150 or more. And they are awesome, guys. I mean, it's incredible. There are a ton of other coupon codes. I will try to link some down below in the podcast description too. Like there, there are various ones that we have. And then I am joined today by my co-host Malar. As always, he's awesome. But then we also have uh, Justin Craven from Silencer Shop. He is going to come here today, not as a Silencer Shop representative, but he does work with Silencer Shop. He's got a lot of insider knowledge. um, So he's not getting paid to be here. So I would like to utmost thank you, Justin, for coming on here today and discussing everything with us about like ATF stuff and what's going on with that. And then what's like form ones, how to form one stuff. uh, What's the difference if we go through Silencer Shop versus if we do it on our own? We're going to go through all that here in a little bit, but I just wanted to personally thank you from me, like, and the podcast and Malar. I want to thank you for taking just time out of your day to come out here and deal with this. I know this is actually night, but um, yeah, this is a, uh, this is awesome. I'm, I can't thank you enough for coming on. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate you all inviting me to be here. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a name with Saunter shop, but still, you know, the information that I have, uh, to be able to give back to the uh, individual people out there. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of people that need information um, about what's actually going on in the industry, especially the form ones, which you said. Um, so I'm just here to get kind of give some information on that and actually what's going on to give you guys a best chance um, of doing everything right and uh, compliant with what ATF is actually doing. Well, and of course, you know, as always, it's is our podcast. It is called Shooting the Shit. So we will do a little <laughs> bit of that too. Um, but I had, uh, I just had one kind of uh, thing I wanted to do before we get into this whole thing real quick. We are not attorneys. Not a single one of us has ever been to law school. So whatever right. you hear in this podcast, um, go talk to an attorney and understand that we're kind of going into everything as an individual. We, we cannot speak for the law. So let me go into that right away. We're going to, we're going to give you paths to go down and different things like that. But if you need actual law advice, I am not an attorney. I don't claim to be an attorney. My last name or my name is not better call Saul or anything like that. So go find an attorney. If you need legal advice, I'm not that person for you. Do not I swear to God, if I get one DM, I am posting you in my stories about how you're at and ask me legal advice because it's happened before. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and, exa- and exactly. So like um, our question that we're going to go through tonight, um, actually, I went through my legal team as well. So yes, we're not legal advisors. Um, I do have places where people, if they ask questions, I can give them some advice to where to go to so I can support your channel, uh, this podcast with um, people to get in touch with for legal advice. 
Yeah, definitely. And I will, if you actually send me like a, like a name of somebody, if people have actual legal questions and I can send them to somebody at silencer shop, if that's what they want, um, then I would definitely be able to put that somewhere in our description, but I don't want to step on anybody's toes or swamp anybody's email list with anything, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're, we have a whole word document of questions. So I don't know actually how long this podcast is going to be, but <laughs> we will try I mean, not I, to make it. We'll try not to make it insanely long. But I also want to give you guys enough information for everything. And I also want to thank Malar personally. Thank Malar for taking the time out of his day, busy at work, to create this whole word document because it's full of stuff. So thank you, Malar, for that also. Yeah, no problem. I was figuring this might be a couple episodes worth. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to be doing yeah. this more often. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm excited to dive into this. And uh, I mean, obviously, it's everybody's choice as to what they how they want to handle the upcoming ruling and what they decide to do. Um, but ultimately, what we're going to run through is uh, the option of or options to comply as far as how to file and all of that and hopefully do it right to the best understanding of where we are currently with it, uh, since it seems to be ever evolving. Exactly. Now, I did want to kind of start off the podcast with this one exact question that we have. Um, and let me get to your website or not yours, but the website. So Silencer Shop has this form one deal going on right now. Is that what I'm seeing? Now that yes, I sir. can't freaking find it on my phone. Um, <clears throat> but Silencer Shop has a way that you are now it's called the form one beta. Uh, and you are now allowed to just completely do your entire form one via silencer shop and you really just have to um, make sure that you have your account in your a your ATF account like your ATF eForms account and then you have to have your fingerprints and your picture on file with silencer shop and then once that happens you guys kind of roll all that up into one I don't know if I'm allowed to discuss price on how much that is or if that changes via state or whatnot but it is a it's it's a little bit more than a tax stamp but it's not insanely expensive let's put it that way and uh, it, it's a uh, it's it looks very interesting. So my question would be, if someone's looking to form one their stuff and they and they're not on a trust, it's just an individual. I do think you can do this for a trust also. Um, but if they're just looking to form one their stuff, what is what is the benefit of going with Silencer Shop? That's my question. Like, what is the benefit of going with Silencer Shop over traditionally doing a traditional e form form one, having to do all that stuff, send your send your fingerprints off to the ATF? What is what is that benefit? Yeah, the, the benefit of it is that, um, you know, we have um, our kiosks located across the nation. They can easily do their fingerprints there, upload them to us. Um, they can use our compliance checks for their 5320s, um, their RBQs, everything like that. It goes through a compliance check. We want to you're going sure to have to elaborate on 5320 and RPQ, just in case people oh, do not know. Yep, so, yep. So, our responsible person questionnaire is a requirement of a form one, which you'll see that it's a 5320.23 or 20. I can't remember uh, right now. It's late. Um, I think it's 5320.20 is the RPQ. And that requires all your demographic information, um, your build information, everything like that, um, that goes into the uh, submission data. Um, so when you do a traditional form one through the ATF website, you have to manually fill that out. There's companies out there that do um, these generated forms for that. You fill it out, you download it, and then you upload it. 
the biggest thing is that you're manually inputting that data. So when you manually input that data, there's no compliance checks with that on the back end, which is what you get with us as a compliance check. So we, we check that information to make sure there's nothing that could possibly be wrong with ATF to deny your form. Um, so with what we do, the, that's the biggest thing is the compliance check. It goes through our guys that are um, known for their compliance ratings. Our Form 4 ratings are through the roof at 99.6%. So a Form 1 can go through that same compliance check for a Form 1 and make sure there's no issues. Now, I did have one other one other addendum to this. What, why, why now? Like, why did Silencer Shop decide to put this out currently? Is it because you saw the opportunity for the Form 1s or is it... Uh, is it something like, oh, you had this kind of in the back of your pocket, but you did, you released it prematurely because you kind of had to? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but you guys offered it a while ago, and then um, I think it kind of went to the wayside, and then now it's coming back up? Uh, that's correct, Malar. Um, we did this uh, probably two years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, years are going <laughs> crazy with me, but we did do this um, a couple of years ago. And we launched eForm ones, and I uh, hope I don't get in trouble for this, but we did eleven hundred form ones in thirty minutes. Whoa! It, cra it crashed. It crashed HS website. Epic. That's good. We need to do that <laughs> daily, y'all. Daily. Um, and, and, and don't quote me on the. I mean, the. I say eleven hundred and thirty minutes. That's what I saw. I was working remote. This is during quarantine. Um, we we're all working remote. Um, we did do this for a time and ATF couldn't handle it. And I'm not saying anything bad against the ATF. I'm not saying anything bad about any, anything with that, but it, it, it didn't work. And so we had to backtrack our submission records uh, for that so they could possibly handle it. And which I don't want to get on a tangent, but you know, we're at 350,000 form fours and we're at the same time as a paper form four. So. Well, the, we already know that the ATF can't handle literally anything they can't even keep on holding on to their own machine guns they send across the border so um in that sense i i guess i'm just kind of curious so what happens if the atf reaches out and they're like hey stop doing this like are you guys gonna are you guys is silencer shop going to go ahead and state like hey we need to back off of this like or or we are is it going to be like look the processing times are just going to increase tremendously uh, I mean, where we're at, we're going to do uh, the best to get the customer's uh, form submitted. And outside of that, we have no control over it. Um, we do work closely with the ATF. We can't control what they do, but we do stress the impact of what their decisions are for the customers. Um, so if we say, hey, we've submitted you know, 3,000 form ones in 24 hours, what is the processing time? What are we doing for these customers? We get real-time data um, for submission records um, from eForms. Um, our best interest is in the customer. We want to get um, that stuff done quickly and easily. Our motto is silencer ownership simplified, whether it's a silencer or now a Form 1. Um, but we want to make this as easy as possible for the customer. Um, so whatever the ATF does, we're on the back end for the customers, making sure that they're doing what they need to say is done. Well, yeah, and Malar, real quick before you get into your question, because I know you want to answer your question, I I want to kind of state one of these things beforehand. Um, the 
the the whole process with silencer shop and literally how easy this was uh in the in the form one thing like because i'm going to submit my form when we're off of here i don't want to fuck up my internet or do anything like that but when we're done with this i'm going to submit my form one for my lmt lower that i have so th the whole process seemed kind of too simple um because i'm, I'm just going to walk everybody through that real quick like if you are looking to do a form one and you want to do it with silencer shop the whole thing is you have to make your account with Silencer Shop and you do have to make your eForms account, but those are literally things you can just do on your phone, you know, close out your, your, your Pornhub tab, open up your, your phone and go into your ATF eForms. Don't worry. They already know the porn you watch and then go ahead and send, submit all your stuff that you need to submit on there and then go into your Silencer Shop account. Make sure that that's up to date. You can even take your selfie on your silencer shop account and that's what they'll use for your little passport photo and then you just go find your local silencer shop kiosk and you do your fingerprints there and then once all that's done and you've got all that taken care of it is literally as simple as filling out the information for your lower and then submitting it now correct me if i'm wrong there justin if you're not laughing not laughing yet <laughs> but yeah go ahead uh, no, that's all. That's all correct. Yeah. So you can easily do um, your uh, e-form one submission through our website. You can fill out most of your demographics on the website. If you're logged on a computer or a phone, uh, you visit a kiosk, you do your fingerprints, those upload automatically. Um, then you wait for a compliance check. You get a DocuSign to make sure your form is correct, which has the RPQ, the responsible person questionnaire with the 5320.20. Um, then you get the um, ready to certify email and you use our full of software to um, electronically uh, submit your eForm one. It's very simple. Um, I've done both uh, manual and ours. Um, I actually have a denial for my eForm one because I didn't sign one of my forms. Uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> so the, the compliance check with us is critical um, because people are not used to doing this. We're gonna have so many new submitters for this and we don't want them to make a mistake. That's also what we wanna do. We don't want them to make a mistake. I mean, you guys have really simplified the process. I've used you a few times and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's wonderful. You get the emails with checking off every little piece that you've completed. And I mean, the last can that I ordered, the only thing I really needed to do was pretty much sign because you had my fingerprints and update my passport photo. And outside of that, I mean, I was, it, it, it was fast. Um, still obviously waiting on our form three to be processed, but that falls on the ATF, uh, which is out of our, our hands. Everything um, falls on the ATF. Yeah. And I, I have used you for um, the fingerprint cards a couple years back uh, to SBR, my spike crusader that I have. Um, and I mean, that was a breeze too. I was able to, I submitted that myself through um I guess the e-forms um, prior to you guys doing the, the beta. Um, when are it, has it gone officially live or is it still beta? I guess with, that's one of the questions I have too. Yeah. We're, we're still going to call it beta because um, the ruling hasn't passed. And so, I mean, we're, I guess we'll get into this. The ruling apparently is going to happen on the 31st, which is Tuesday. Um, when that happens, we do have, um, stuff on the back end to support that for the decision. So customers won't, there might be a delay. I'm not going to say it's going to be, you know, right away, 
but we, we do have a plan for when they launch the ruling for customers to be able to do their form ones through us. Now I'm just talking about a regular form one. Cause I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not talking about this amnesty thing that they're doing. Cause I'm not falling for that BS. Um, <laughs> not getting me today. ATF, my dog is safe. Um, but the, th- th- my question, I guess, is that remains the same. If you're, if you're doing that for your braced pistol, if that's the route you want to go, which before, before you answer this, I want everybody to know, this is not what I'm saying you should be doing or not doing. I'm not giving you legal advice and I'm not telling you what to do. What I am doing is giving our listeners the information that they need in order to do this if they so choose to go that route. So again, Justin, would that be like, do they, do they, is that going to be supported with this form one beta that you have or you silence or shop, not you? Yeah, yeah, Silence Shop will support it. Um, we have a rollout plan for that. Um, also, customers can still use e-forms directly if they want to. Um, I'm not saying that we're the only way to do this. Um, customers can do e-form ones um, through their own e-forms account. Um, there's a couple more steps involved, but we do have a plan in action for um, brace pistols, um, form ones, anything that we need to do for this new ruling. Now, my other my other last question on this matter, if this happens to do the whole, the, and I, I, I'm saying this in the largest quotes possible, if this comes with their free tax stamp, would that be, would that same free tax stamp be honored by Silencer Shop? Uh, yes. If the ruling comes out and they have the amnesty, we do have a, a spot in our software to click the amnesty button. Um I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that, but uh, we, we, yes, we do have a plan for all that. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to say, I haven't said it, you've said it. Um, I'm not a legal advisor. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. this is the correct way to do it. Uh, but we do have the um, factors in place to help you be as most compliant with um, the form one submission. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things I, 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 I'm super happy that you're here to answer. Um, I, I wish you could have brought your attorney with you today, though, because then he could have given us like, we can't talk about that. No, like it would also be cool to just talk to an attorney about all this stuff, too. So have him well, on video, well, just nodding his head. Yes or no. <laughs> well, well, no. So I, I um, we have our so if anybody, any of your listeners have a Salter Shop Trust, then um, I have the information for our lawyers that are out of Fort Worth um, that I can get you in touch with your listeners in touch with if they have questions about their trust um the single shot trust same thing um if they have questions i can give you guys the information for that if they real, real quick before you before you hop into that where would you like them to contact you for that would you like them to do it via email via instagram i would i don't think instagram but if or you should... would like them to do that let's just kind of throw that out there real quick on how you would like them to contact you to get in contact with the attorneys or is there a, a spot on the website that possibly has that that we could link below? Yeah, there, there actually is a spot on the website for the NFA lawyers. Um, it's also on our website, but I can give you all the link as well. And then also customers can uh, email sales at silencershop.com if they've got questions and they can give them the, the best route possible. Perfect. All right, I'm going to go look that link up right now. You can, you can start asking your questions more. I apologize for taking you're good. Um, I think kind of loop back to, he kind of jumped into the, mm-hmm. the trust versus individual. And obviously I like you guys 
said, I typed out a page of different stuff. And uh, one of the things was like the benefits um, and limitations to doing like individual versus trust. I did see something this week regarding um, like who can be in possession of even, I mean, that SBR, it sounded yeah. like if you're not the individual that is on um, or that filed for it, you technically aren't even supposed to be able to handle it according to their new, um, I want to say wave of the magical uh, ATF wand. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was on, it was on the FAQ page of each individual's eForms accounts. Um, that has now been retracted from the ATF. They've now fixed that. And um, that was a mistake on their end is what they told us. Um, the basis of that was that um, if you weren't on a trust, you couldn't be in possession, whether um, you're in or you couldn't be in possession of the NFA item if you weren't on the trust, no matter if you're in, if you're close to that person or like, not, like if me and so Mo like your were, wife, like it, yeah. so if like your wife picked up your suppressed SBR yes. and like has to shoot a home intruder, is she going to prison for forever? Right. That's what they deemed was going to be illegal, but they retracted that and said, oh, we messed up. Well, they do that all the time. I'm surprised they oh, actually yeah. admitted it today. I, I want to back up a second because I feel like I kind of lost you there. So we were saying it, it, if they weren't on the trust, correct? So like if I'm out, the way I was looking at it when I saw that was like, if I'm out camping with my buddies and one of my buddies is like, hey, let me try your gun per what they had written, which I have now retracted my friend would not have legally been able to like hold it. This is not legal advice, but as far as what I know, as long as you're within distance of them, they can be in possession. Okay. Yeah. That was the, the verbiage. I think they put out on the site the other day. sounded like it was a big no, no, but like you said, they retracted they, it. So they did. that was what I was trying to um, clarify. All right. Yeah. Cool. They, did, they did retract it. That was a mistake on their end. I've got official wording from uh, NSSF. Um, so yeah, that, I guess that goes into this question. But the biggest supporters of uh, 2A rights, uh, especially um, NFA stuff, is uh, FRAC, F-R-A-C. I know y'all have talked about them on previous podcasts. Um, and then NSSF. Um, they both have reached out to the ATF when people started talking about that in FAQs because that was new. And within 24 hours, said, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. And they've now taken that off of the FAQs uh, and uh, eForms profile pages. But none of them, none of them have figured out the mistake that they're making by doing the whole brace thing. Like not a single one of them can see how that's. <laughs> all right. I just, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, and I guess kind of looping back uh, again to like the, the benefits of an individual uh, trust versus an individual, obviously the trust. Um, I think we kind of covered that before, but like yeah. your wife, your wife can handle it. Whoever else is on the trust, um, is able to, to handle that, uh, firearm or suppressor. Uh, correct. If I wasn't home, so my ranch, uh, uh, my, my ranch, I've got 10 acres and I'm gone, uh, to 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, if my wife took one of my SBRs, and she's not on the trust, then she is in the legal possession of my NFA item. If Ooh, she's on she my trust, prison? <laughs> she could. <be laughs> she, well, this is not legal advice. I got a, I got a Lily um, Scaler, how I'm talking about this. Um, so go back to the individual question, trust versus individual. Individual is just 
individually writes to that one individual. Um, that person can now go to the range and if somebody wants to shoot it, they can shoot it because they're there with them, you know, like that. But I couldn't take Millar's um, SBR across state lines and do whatever I want in Texas. Um, and I know we didn't want to say where we're at, but I'm, I'm in Texas. Uh, I'm in, I'm in Texas too. Just don't yeah, give up my house address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, that's where the trust gives you the benefit of having responsible persons. Responsible persons still go through the same background checks on a trust. If they're listed on a trust at the time of submission as the person filing. So that gives the trustees the legal rights to own this stuff. So the biggest thing I can think of is, um, you know, in Texas, we have a lot of guys that travel to Colorado for hunts and stuff like that. Um, I'll just say me, my dad, my dad goes to Colorado. And um, if I give my dad one of my silencers, he's on my trust, I can give him one of them and he can go to Colorado and shoot suppressed. If he's not on my trust, I can't give him that silencer and he can't go to another state. Oh, so technically having a trust is like giving them the tax stamp also. If they're a trustee or a responsible person. Yeah, they're so, if they're in if they're in your little legal schmoo for the for the for the trust, you they are so they can they can go shoot your can that you bought, but they're in the trust, so it's technically their can too. Yeah, because right. I mean at the the same time, and Justin kind of touched on this, you but know, they're Mar- they're they're getting a background check too. I have to. I have a bone to pick with you because I asked you this <laughs> fucking question <laughs> four months ago, and you were like, oh, "I don't know, I don't know." But Justin comes what? on, and you all of a sudden know about this. I I don't remember you. Asking I asked four you this question. Is what was it? I don't know. It was like at least twenty episodes ago. I and it, I don't even. I think it was before we even did the episode because I was asking about the trust because you said something about it. And I was like, "Oh, what does that mean?" And you were like this and i'm like oh, okay and I, I specifically remember asking you oh does this mean like both people can just take a can wherever the hell they want to go and you were like oh no, i don't know and I was like, yeah yeah you can do that you didn't say that well my bad <laughs> well so so the the biggest thing so i'm going to talk about just kind of outside of this individual is fine it's it's not a bad way to to file it's not right um, but a trust gives you the most flexibility to do what you want to do. Because I think about it this way, a 27 year old kid who works on a ranch is going to come in and buy a silencer. And we talk about him or he talks to people about a trust. And he's like, man, that, that stuff's over my head. I don't care. It's just me. He's a ranch hand. Right. But who's to say 20 years down the road, he gets married. He's got a couple of kids um, and he's got five silencers now or two SBRs. He's like, well, what am I going to do with this stuff? Well, he has no trust set up for it. So he, if he wants to put on a trust, he actually has to file another form four with the ATF and pay the government more money. That's my perspective on this: is the money you have to pay the government. Nobody likes to pay the government any money, right? So yeah, I never want to pay them anything. So as a setup, I I I urge trust because it's mostly flexible. And you got to take that word flexible because you can do what you want with it down the road. It could be five years. It could be 10 years. It could be 20 years down the road where you need to do something. And it's flexible for that individual. You have to pay the government more money to make it flexible. And I had heard something along the lines of um, 
I, I don't know if I'm gonna phrase this right, but you can like transfer from one trust to another. Like if you were to get a different trust, I've heard something about, I, I wanna say like, you get like a one-time free moving from one place to another. So we're uh, going to need to get an attorney on for that. That's what you're asking. Correct. Correct. Well, yeah, you would need to get an attorney on that, but I can tell you from an entity standpoint, that form four is now approved under an individual or a trust, right? It's, it's approved under that on a form four to now form that to another entity, which is a non-license requires another form four. Uh, so you'd still be paying the, the tax stamp per item then at that point, if you have a handful of NFA items. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought when somebody was mentioning that before, I was trying to understand how you legally have an entity of, you know, so-and-so's trust. And now you're trying to shift it over to like a new trust that you create, how that would be free. And, and, right, and right now with e-forms, it is a paper form four. Hmm. Because it's a non-license to, or a non-license to a non-license entity to an entity. Got it. Okay. Um, I know that one, one question that we had spoke about uh, earlier in the week too was like, what can be listed on a trust? And um, obviously it sounded like that varies per trust. Um, so I don't know if you want to give like a, brief summary of uh, silencer shops, like their particular trust? Uh, yeah, I mean, our trust, um, uh, I'll give um, this podcast a, um, a link to our trust lawyers. Um, I can't speak on that uh, specifically. It's very much legal advice. Um, what you can and cannot on a trust, I really don't want to get into that because okay. um, it's, it's pretty... Uh, I, I just don't know. Um, I, still have, I still have questions myself. I'm not an expert. Um, I mean, I, I closely am, but I still have my own questions because of my own personal um, items as well. I did have a question about silencer shops, attorneys. Um, if you're asking them about trusts and stuff like that, does that mean that they are now your attorney? Like when you, when you go and you say you purchase like an item from silencer shop and you're asking them about trust. Does this now mean that those attorneys are that individual purchasing that stuff's attorneys, or are they still technically silencer shops attorneys? Like I know they're, I know they will be silencer shops attorneys, but uh, are they, the, are they your fiduciary also? Uh, that I don't know. Um, I know if you have a silencer shop trust and you call our uh, lawyers um, in Fort Worth, uh, they'll take care of you. If you don't have our trust, I don't know what they, what they do. Um, I know, I know our law firm is, they're very good people. Um, they'll take care of you the best they can. They'll, um, I, I, I just don't know. I really don't know outside that, of um, that's, our trust. That's completely understandable and a-okay. I just had that question because I know that in order for technically like to you to have an attorney, like you technically have to enter into an agreement and Malar went right. away and died. Um, <laughs> you, you have to enter an agreement. Uh, so that would be my thing is I, I know that that's how that works, but I didn't, I just wanted to ask that question, but I know that we'll probably have to have you bring one of your attorneys on one of these days and they probably get paid handsomely. So it'll be a very short podcast. So yeah, yeah. 
But no, no, just know that just know that everything we do within the uh, silencer community, we're going to take care of the people. Um, I know that same law firm is going to try to take care of that person as the best of their abilities. We're not trying to, we're all in this together, right? At the end of the day, everybody's uh, to own this stuff um, that we, we all have this right to own NFA items and silencers and, and guns and everything like that. We're not going to, you know, bash or anybody to get advice we're going to take care of them as much as possible well yeah that it's it's in your best interest to make sure that your client is your client your customer whatever it's to make sure that they're taken care of yeah and and i completely understand that my i guess my question was more geared toward um like at the end of the day if you have the trust and all that like they're they're working for your customer as much as they're working for you, I guess is, is what I was trying to ask, but I don't want to yeah. put any, any words in silencer shop's mouth. And I know that you don't technically speak for silencer shop, but that is, right. that is one of the questions I know that many people will ask um, yeah. and have asked. So that, that was one of the things I wanted to get into. So. Yeah. And, that, and that's the best, I mean, that's a great question. Um, we're going to take care of the customer as best as we can. Um, and they'll, they'll steer that person in the right, set whether we can help them or not i mean if we can we can i can't speak on them um from the attorney standpoint um but we we hold the best interest and the end user as possible and that's what we want to do well yeah and that's and that's one of the greatest things i think you could do as a company um and so so i guess really what i'm what i'm going to state here uh this is not paid for in any way um Mm -hmm. but silencer shop is making this kind of revolutionary because before silencer shop was around nobody was actually trying to push any of this like the e-forms nobody was trying to make all this stuff simpler for the end user so my my question is silencer shop has kind of got into the business of making silencers more affordable what what are i guess what are some reasons why people would go through silencer shop over traditional stuff like what um, like what benefits them the most? That's a, it's a great question. And there's a lot of benefits to that question because um, of our dealer network that we have across the nation um, as a distributor. And most people don't know that we are a distributor. Um, we're the biggest distributor of silencers in the US. Um, we distribute to six to 7,000 dealers across the nation. So a customer doesn't even have to go to our website they can go to a dealer in their local area and buy directly from that dealer, but still utilize our software and our simplified process to do their form form fours. Um, so it's, it's great that our .com can have a good traction of people that can buy easily from our website, transfer their dealer. They already have their information on file, or if they don't, they can transfer that to that kiosk dealer and use our process to do this, there's tons of benefits for it because we support businesses across the nation because we're not in every single state, but our businesses are. And our businesses use our process to simplify their business process for the customer. And so all that information can go across our kiosk or if not, you don't even have to have it use a kiosk. You can email or you can mail us or your FD258 cards. We'll upload them on their, their account They'll stay on file and they can buy whatever they want, transfer to their local dealer. Um, we've uh, revolutionized um, the silencer process because of e-forms 
now with our full auto software um, with dealers. Dealers utilize our software to simplify the process of submitting their forms, their form fours. Holy crap. I didn't even know this. I'm, I'm looking on your website right now. I apologize. Uh, not your website. Silence yeah. Shop's website. They have an e-form approval weight range and it's yes. 145 days for form four trusts, nine months for form four individuals and form four corporate. You're looking at eight months for uh, form threes that goes through their thing. But I mean, it's one minute through 10 days. I mean, that's, this is actually, this is a lot of end user information you're giving people that yes. nobody else in the industry is giving. So, uh, you know, that that's actually very ingenious, very cool. So thank you for that. That's that. Yeah. Well, look, look at the bottom of that. It tells you when the last time it was updated. Oh, okay. As of December 23rd, 2021, the ATF has a real, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, let me go down here. Uh, that's not the ATF. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was from 127.23. So that was, that was today. Yeah. That was updated today guys yep. like, and i don't know how often you do this. this is the first time i've seen this tab in here so this is this is interesting uh and very it's every cool day. it's every day oh you do this every oh okay yep. well then everybody if you are literally looking for again millard died um if you are literally looking for any of this uh go i, I mean just go to silencer shop's website you don't even need a uh technically you don't need a uh an account for this because i'm not even logged into my phone um but this is very interesting. And I, I actually like this. What, what kind of made you guys do this? What, what, uh, or can you, do you even know the person who thought of this? Um, we have a great uh, IT team. Um, so I guess uh, this would go another uh, subset. It could be a soapbox if we want. The owner of Sonata Shop is a, a Dell master programmer. Um, he made Sonata Shop because he was a hunter and his son has hearing damage. And so he bought a silencer. We're hunters in Texas, right? So um, he started doing form fours in his house and he got the runaround for his own form four. And he said, well, I can make this better. And he started developing software and software, software um, to now uh, 41F back in 2016, um, developed a kiosk and kiosk made silencer ownership simplified. And we've used technology to our advantage over the last uh, five years, six years now, um, to benefits of consumers across the nation, to make it easier for them. Because we don't want to, we don't want a, a long pro. Oh, I'm sorry, don't want to say long process. We don't want a a process that's not simplified. And well, that was one of the things I was going to say is, is looking at the, looking at the e-form process, even in itself, just doing it on your own. It looks daunting and it looks like you're going to screw yourself up. It really does. I mean, like I was looking at the, I was looking at the process of watching a YouTube video thinking about, Oh, how am I going to do this form one? And then all of a sudden you guys make it stupid easy on your website. So I'm, I'm, you know, I guess you've got a believer here and I haven't even done anything yet, but as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm literally going to be uh, yeah. purchasing my it, form one so it, it's not a, it's not a hard process but there's a lot of details that need to be done which is where details can be missed it's going to happen i mean we're human we make mistakes um whereas with our software we can actually go through checks that make sure those human mistakes aren't made and we can rectify them before they actually go to the hcf so you don't get a denial and you have to start over 
right? So yes, it can make a couple of different steps to your submission, but you don't have to worry about filling everything out and making sure it's correct. We do that for you. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, you guys made it crazy simple um, to the point where, I mean, you're literally just logging on in the case of a can, ordering that can, and you already have the fingerprints, you already have the passport photo, and then it's down to doing the the signatures and um, and waiting for it to get over to the dealer after the the form three. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody can probably tell. I'm I'm definitely a believer in your in your processes as, and you know, um, I mean, you know, my my day job is compliance oriented, so I can highly respect uh, cool. all of the the steps that they are taking um, to assure that everybody's getting approvals. Well, and, and they also helped you. I don't know if you want to discuss this, but they kind of helped you with your local, uh, FFL being complete morons and not knowing <laughs> a single thing about what you were doing. So that, that was me on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And I, I went from, how do I, I went from a shop that had a kiosk to, uh, one that I utilize, more regularly for my other transfers and they were not as familiar with the process. Um, so yeah, I called in and, and you guys were able to, to call and, and chat with them. Uh, hopefully they, they'll probably be listening. Um, I, I would bet. So hopefully uh, I'm hoping my can gets in soon and uh, I'm just able to go the- over there and uh, pay them a visit and, and get it all sorted out. Cause I'm anxious to get that thing processing, but yeah, if that was Justin, I guarantee you he uh, he went and stated like you know, quit being a moron and you uh, and get out there and, and fix that. <laughs> so I guarantee you he he went and was like, "Hey, idiot." Yeah, no, I I've got I've got uh, ten guys that um, if there's any issues um, with customers' forms, we reach out to the dealer and help them out as best as we can. Um, we we support you know the tons of the, like I said, six, 7,000 dealers across the nation, they have tons of ways to get in touch with us. Um, customers can as well. Um, we have our consumer line, customers can reach out and they get to me and I get to the dealer. Um, because my biggest thing is um, from my business to business standpoint is I want to help the dealers do this stuff right and um, make the customer's life easy because the customers now come back and they're now customers of the dealer and um, it helps the dealer out. Right. So it's simple. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was part of the reason why. And I, I mean, I, I will say that the call time when I called in was a little long, but, but, um, I mean, I spent the time on there specifically more to, I mean, benefit my dealer more than anything so that they could, they would learn what the process was. And then on their end, they're able to sell more cans. So from my seat, I was trying to look out for them because, I had a general understanding of the process, but I didn't understand the form three aspect, um, which is the transfer basically from silencer shop to, um, to the dealer. So I didn't understand that portion of it, but I had a general understanding of what I needed to do on my end of buying the stamp through the silencer shop site. And then um, obviously they already had my fingerprints cause I had done it on a kiosk and then the, um, passport photo i had to use the app to update real real quick more was that one for your 22 can or your correct yes yeah that's okay. my 22 can yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm anxious to get that thing but um i know the atf's gonna the i know the atf's gonna you know hang on to that for uh like 260 days is what everybody 
I think it's roughly around right now. Probably until the end of time. I have, I actually have, and I don't know if, um, I don't know if uh, Justin uses anything like this, but I use, um, what is it? Day counter app on uh, my iPhone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, my, my friend's um, razor five, five, six is 219 days in. He didn't have this. So I was like, I was like, what was the date? So I threw that in there and I've been tracking his can. I got Christmas in here. We got 331 days until Christmas. And uh, hopefully I'll be adding my 22 on here soon. <laughs> he didn't also, he also didn't tell you that he uses that to track his periods. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> you got to. Um, <laughs> well, no, no, let's, let's talk about that day counter. I'm, I'm uh, on my form one for my sugar weasel SD. So I got a sugar weasel SD uh, back uh, two years ago. when I got one of a hundred of them, um, I'm at 39 days in my e form one. Like currently? Days. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, but I've also got one other silencer. Um, right now I'm at 213 days. Um, I've gotten three um, approvals over the last uh, couple of months, uh, 245 days, 258 and 264. For, for suppressors or for form ones? Suppressors. Oh, okay. So my, my other question is, I, I know this is a, an off the off the beaten path question here. I, I, we didn't go over this. This has nothing really to do with silencer shop. Um, but are they still not allowing form ones for silencers anymore? Or was that just did that go away? And I just didn't know. That was a question I had too. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a good question. Um, I'm across multiple platforms uh, in the community. I don't know anything about form one suppressors. Last I had heard is they were denying them, but I can't speak. Um, on behalf of what they're doing now. I yeah, that's know. that's what I heard is they were denying, they were straight up denying them because I remember the internet upheaval. Um, well, the internet tends to upheaval about a lot of things, but I remember that and uh, that was one of the things. So I was, I was, I guess I was curious about that and, and all that, but no. Um, Laura, I know you had another one. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I remember when they, when they were doing that and, they, and then they started asking for pictures and then they, when people were submitting the pictures, they were saying that it was already a suppressor and basically telling people that they were already, uh, um, you know, felons. Yeah. yeah, felons at that point. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. I, I haven't heard any updates as to where it stands. I feel like I saw something recently, but I didn't feel like it had changed any. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to speak um, on my individual set as I see more. Um, this is probably for a later podcast though. Um, the form one community, there's more people becoming manufacturers than individuals making silencers. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's been a big uptick on customers finding their own form ones for silencers here recently. And when you're saying they're becoming manufacturers, they're getting their FFL and then they're filing for SOT. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I have a, uh, range buddy that is literally doing that. He, um, he's done a few form one cans a while back and he's in the process of, of pursuing the FFL and the SOT. So. Yeah. But, I mean, as, as, as we're just shooting the shit, I mean, it makes sense if they're, if they have an idea, they can get their manufacturing license and they pay the money for a, an FFL and SOT and they can make some cans. It doesn't matter. So we've seen an uptick in, form one um 
Form 1 builders now becoming manufacturers. And I'm not going to say any names right now. We can say the names later, but if anybody listens to this, they know who I'm talking about. But um, it's, it's, becoming, it's becoming more common. Um, we're seeing individuals, um, individual companies become just as big as big time manufacturers, such as um, some of the biggest ones out there. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say any names, uh, but um, we know who the biggest. Uh, some of the biggest manufacturers houses are right now. I have a feeling that one of these guys is going to start like a, and I'm I'm totally going to be responsible for this. Um, I have a feeling one of these guys is going to start like a really hype beast like company, um, like Subdef, but they're going to just do suppressors. And Sub it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be like 18 grand for a can that it's literally like the shittiest aluminum possible, but it will. Well, be... <laughs> well I mean, uh, you, you, you mentioned Subdef. So, I mean, I can get to my clout of what I know um, pretty quickly with that. Um, there, there uh, what do I want to say? Um, I, I I don't know if I want to get in that soapbox. Not right now. Yeah, so, right. so that's I mean that's understandable, and you don't have to. You do not have to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I will say Millar absolutely fanboys over Subdef. And no, I, kinda... I I actually I don't own any. Sub, uh, I take that back. I've been given two given two Subdef stickers. I more follow oh, Privateer so. Group. He oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah, actually yeah. he actually that's Subdef. Right the subdef guy actually reached out to me after he did his live a while back. And he literally said like, if you change your YouTube name to this, I will, I will do that. And I will send you like all the stuff. And I was like, no dude, it's not happening. But I, I, I remember. I want to know I, what you needed to change your YouTube name. to. He wanted it. Hoodlum's gun beach is what he wanted it. Cause that's what he said on his little live. And I was like, no, but I, but I, cause I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, patch person I, he was like i'm gonna literally send you all the merch and i was like no i'm okay and i i literally had people going i will give you 10 grand if you take that offer and i was like oh, 10 grand sounds nice but no um yeah, yeah that's so <laughs> that's nuts but people people go for that hype beast stuff and they do it and it's i think it's a clout thing look mm -hmm. and i sound so fucking old when i say that oh my god <laughs> but um it, yeah like i i get it like i understand there are things to fanboy over uh, that's just not my thing like there are there are cloners that exist i'm not one of those people so right yeah no that yeah the cloners are cloners are big and um there's companies that will um support that and yeah the fanboy stuff i'm i'm a fanboy too man i uh you guys don't even want to see my uh my desk at work i'm gonna send y'all a picture probably next week on my desk and you'll see you know kind of <laughs> how much of a fanboy i am so uh you guys see my instagram and what i fanboy over i'm gonna do a and i'm gonna throw this out there a pizza boys patch but i got a shot show um one of like uh, six or six or ten patches i got that people have i really wanted to get the um i think callie from rugged posted it the amber uh herd patch i got it you want me to send it to you I mean, I don't if if you're if it's in your collection and you don't have an extra, they were talking about putting them on the site. But I saw that and I was like, I need that. <laughs> dude, I, I've got a lot of patches, dude. I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that thing I saw that and I was just laughing. No idea oh, yeah. what you two were talking about. 
I'll I'll send you a, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard um, when you don't she's suppressed. The Amber heard. Uh, um, I'll send it uh, to you right now. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's he. Well, we know a guy. He he goes by Dirty Civilian, uh, and he's got one that he was putting out, uh, and it's or he's going to put out. He just got the stickers made. But it's some porn star, and she's got like a mag in one hand, it's, and like uh, Lena, <laughs> Lena Paul, Lena, Lena Paul. Yeah. I've only I only know like three porn stars, and they're all like <laughs> old. Um, there, I just sent it to you. Take a look. <laughs> oh, okay, Amber. <laughs> when you shoot unsuppress, yeah. there we go. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, I remember I remember seeing a lot of that stuff, and it's it's very interesting. Yeah, um, Ray is a good company. Um, I love all their cans. Um, they do a great stuff. I I I kind of want to snag a, a rugged five five six, being I already have the the other two that I have. Well, and then the twenty two that I now have coming. Um, <laughs> well, but I I, I kind of want to snag. I I was kind of holding the line to see if they wind up doing like a. Uh, and I don't even know why I'm holding the line for that, but a modular can, because I mean, I just run my micro 30 in full length anyways, but in my mind, I'm like, if I have the option to run short, I, I would rather have that option. And here's oh, my thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You're our guest by all means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, running uh, shorter um, on center fire or what uh what host uh ars i mean i'm running ARs, 11 yeah. and a half inch yeah the, the micro the micro does good because you know belt separated and shorter long and um it does great on that i don't know if they're going to do anything with their um, center fire rifles um cans um i know the biggest thing coming out with them is the uh between the alaskan because eight six is coming out so the alaskan has been the biggest thing from them here recently that's quite interesting i did have one other question in reforms to yeah. silencer shop and then we got to get into shooting the yeah, shit yeah. um so back to, back uh, i think but, that there's one other thing i wanted to touch on oh too yeah go ahead before we jumped into that because um it, like we covered the obviously filing the form and all that but what comes with having a Form 1 item, like the transportation across state lines? Um, and then I wasn't sure if there was anything else that I was missing in regards to it, because um, I know that you have to notify if you're going from one state to the next. Um, and then obviously, yeah. with the implications of the ruling going through, that also impacts some people at state levels that have state... Um, rules or laws <laughs> yeah. um, around length requirements, even if you have an SBR. So um, that was a couple things that I wanted to, to bring up and kind of throw out there and then get your input. Yeah. If I was missing anything else that came along with like having a form one item. Yeah. So, you know, I deal with, um, um, I deal with mostly the 42 States where NFA items are legal. So, if you're uh, um, <clears throat> sorry, dog is one. Um, if, if we are dog lovers here, so you're okay. Uh, one of the few states that does suppressors, then suppressors um, go on a 5320.23, 23, 
I get my forms right now. Um, you file that 5320.23. It has a simple um, top right-hand corner, temporary or permanent transportation. You fill it out, you mail it into them, and you're good to go. Um, the SBR aspect of it comes um, differently. There's different forms that need to go to that. You've got to um, actually go to your state um, representatives or uh, your trust lawyers of what you can actually cross state lines with SBRs. Different states, like you said, different states have different overall length requirements. Um, I don't know all of them. Um, I'm not going to try to say I know all of them, but different states have different overall length laws, no matter if it's an SBR or not. That's, yeah. that's weird to me. Why, why can you have a registered short barreled rifle, but all of a sudden, like you go, like my state, like I could have a one inch short barreled uh, five, five, six, but I, I go into, I don't know what, I don't know what fucking state has a fucking barrel restriction, but I go into some state that has a barrel restriction and I file my ATF paperwork to go through there. Cause you have to do that apparently if you have an SBR um, and then you go into that state and then all of a sudden now you're a felon because you took your one inch SBR when the requirement was like four inches or something, you know? Well, that's also with cans. I mean, there's states that cans are illegal. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you cross the line and magically you're a felon and you literally could just be like, I well, mean, you could, why, why are you regulating short barreled rifles when they're already regulated and they're short barreled? It's, it's one of the gray areas of the ATF, the, the unforeseen um, answer to a lot of our questions. I won't get on my anti-government rhetoric. I won't do it. I, I, know, what, yeah. I, know, what you, I know what your anti-government <laughs> is. And this is where I told you the other day, I said, we can get on a different perspective of this, but um, probably not tonight. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's the gray area of our regulatory aspects of either SBRs or silencers. Whether both of them can be on a form four um, that, that, that's, a, that's another question. So an SBR can be on a form four, a silencer can be on a form four, but the silencer overall length doesn't matter, but the gun overall length matters in the state. And I can, I don't, I guess I can probably say a state. Can I say a specific state on here? Yeah, you can say a specific state. Yeah. So Mar Maryland has a specific state overall length of a SBR. Um, Why? Okay, I'm not even gonna. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I thought I was on mute for a second. Um, no, Maryland has a specific ruling, I think, of an overall rifle, and I don't think it specifies SBR, it's an overall length. So, we've known and passed that you can have a gun that's and don't quote me on this overall length of 36 inches from fully expanded stock to end of barrel. I guess, I don't know. Um, I'm in Texas. We don't care about any of that stuff. Because um, Texas rules. <laughs> if your gun is over 36 inches or something in length, you don't have to file a Form 1. It does not an SBR, right? So we sent, or I've seen a data defense PDW get sent to Maryland. It's seven inches. The barrel is seven inches. The overall gun is probably 21, right? But doesn't meet the 24, 26 inches, whatever the case may be. So 
a dealer has to probably pin and weld a silencer to that gun to make it compliant within Maryland laws for overall length of a gun. But then the so, customer now um, had a form four on both dealer now form twos. He, he manufactures, okay, stay with me here. So a form four for the customer, but now when it gets to the dealer, he has to form to this because it's in his possession. He has to form to the gun with a pin and weld silencer to make it legal overall gun in his state. And then now so, form one. So then it becomes a two stamp gun and an overall length requirement. For two Fuck. stamp Tuesdays. Fuck that. That's uh, stupid. <laughs> Actually, no, not a two stamp. So when the dealer form twos the gun with the silencer, it's only a one stamp because of the silencer. Yeah, but you have to pay for the you have to pay for the stamp for the SBR, right? Nope. The dealer the dealer form twos the gun, which is a non-paid tax transfer. As long as he has a manufacturing license. Oh, so you're telling me that if you buy an SBR and it has and it comes with a suppressor like attached, that that's a one stamp gun? Yeah, you can buy a upper. Like you can buy those sure. integrally suppressed that are 16 inches and then throw that but on your that's standard. what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You're you're buying an SBR lower with whatever this is. You're buying your SBR with this pin and welded suppressor. That's a one stamp gun. From a manufacturing standpoint, the manufacturer did the pin and weld. It is a one stamp gun because of the well, what would you sell that under? So, okay. How, let's, my, let's go, I guess let's, a, I'm let's sorry. Do a, no, no, no. Let's do a, um, a brown recluse from Spikes. A brown recluse is a pin welded, integrally suppressed nine mil PCC. I think. Yeah, I think it's a PCC. No, no, it's a 300 block out. I can't remember. Either way. It, I'm pretty it, sure they, I thought they were PCC. Okay. The Brown Recluse is a manufactured short barrel rifle with a pin and welded silencer. The manufacturer form twos the gun and then form fours the silencer part, which is the upper because it's pin and welded. So the form two is a non-paid tax transfer. The form four is to the customer with a tax paid transfer. So the customer is only paying for one stamp. Correct. This is wild. Whoa, <laughs> oh, no, no, that's no, no. weird. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's very weird because it's pin and well. It's part of the upper, right? So what that happens if it... you unpin and weld it? Okay, well, I have a Sugar Weasel SD from Q. I got it as a pistol variant with a suppressor that can, I can detach from my seven-inch barrel. I formed forward this. I took the gun home. I left the silencer at silencer shop because the silencer is the NFA item. I now got approval for the form four for the silencer. I attach it to my pistol and now I have a pistol variant. I now form one that pistol variant to make an, an SBR because it's not pinned and welded. It's not permanently attached to the upper. That's crazy but that, that's also cool so but that's what i'm saying like i i don't know i don't know if what i'm asking is coming across i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up my camera real quick and we'll and we'll talk about this hopefully we don't yeah. kill malar's feed <clears throat> so i have my rifle here this is technically a rifle but 
you're saying that we're pin and welding a suppressor on the pew part of my right. rifle. The barrel. Yes, but it's the lower, I would have to detach that and that would be, that would be it because what I'm saying is you have a stamp for your lower and you have a stamp for your suppressed upper but you're telling me that there's only one stamp if that if the if the if the thing is pin and welded and the lower is still attached if you're going through a dealer or a manufacturer well holy cow okay. that's that's actually very interesting right so let's go let's go let's backtrack this you as an individual can buy a arrow lower a sons of liberty lower a Nevesky lower whatever your case may be you LMT LMT, yes, LMT let's, let's, master race. Yes, let's. I know. I know you're very proud of the LMT. Um, so your LMT lower, you SBR it. Now that is your SBR lower. You can put whatever upper on it that you want because the lower is the part of it. Now, when you pin weld a silencer to your upper, that is now I say pressed upper. That is a form four. From an individual standpoint. When you manufacture this, when a manufacturer manufactures a gun, they manufacture the upper with the lower. It's a complete build. Yeah, it's a completed firearm, yes. Exactly. So the upper is the only suppressed part, which is the only NFA item. It's only a one-stamp gun. And I'm trying to, an example of this that I can think of, um, and I don't remember, I don't know if you remember these, but the war sport, uh guns that they did the 11.75 with the saker on the front and they pinned and welded those so it was like a one stamper because it was uh, 16 overall i think yeah because it was, it was over 16 with the silencer attached yeah, I know yeah. What you're talking about. yeah so at the end of the day it because the upper was 16 inches you could technically take that upper put it on whatever lower you wanted and um you just had basically a one stamper because the upper was essentially stamped. It's stamped and it's over 16 inches. You can put Correct. it whatever lower you want. Yeah. What happens if the sorry, what happens if the lower or if the upper is less than 16 inches with that suppressor? Is that then a two-stamp gun if that suppressor is pin and welded? Or are we just confusing the shit out of everybody? Because this point I think you, lost. I think I think you're throwing oh. an, a variable in there that yeah, if you're over if you're at 16 or over, you'd are good to go as soon as you go under that you're you're a short barrel exactly so well okay no take it back so if you're if your lower is not sbr'd prior to whatever upper you're going to put on it because you always have to go back to the original when you do a form one or a form four you have to go back to the original variant that was actually approved okay so take that pin and weld upper off of your non-sbr lower and now move it to another lower, you're still good because that overall length is over 16 inches, more than likely. Or because it's, it's also stamped as well. But if you take a individual on an 80% lower or a arrow lower and you put a one stamp on it, then you're still good because that upper is the only NFA part. It's already stamped. It's already tax paid on it. You're giving me the itch to do a integrally suppressed upper now. Well, that's what you always want to do. The lowers are the lowers are what everybody's always conceived as the firearm, which because it has the firing mechanism of the pin. 
which you can, but I live in the suppressed world. I never shoot anything unsuppressed. So run suppressed, stay blessed. <laughs> so I did have, I have one more, I have one more question for the silencer shop offerings type of stuff. Can you just kind of run through for everybody out there? Like if you're looking to do a form one or a form four, can we just, we can kind of silencer shop is our one-stop shop for all of that. Correct. Uh, correct. It is. We're, we're the one-stop shop. I mean, we do, um, you know, 75% of all forms that go across on, uh, the ATF. We have tons of dealers out there to help you out with the submission. Um, you don't have to buy directly from us. You can buy directly from a dealer. The dealer can use our software um, if they choose. Um, we make it easy because of the compliance checks that go to them back. I know I hit on compliance a lot because, I mean, that's a cumbersome process of, of form because nobody wants to deal with paperwork or anything like that. So on the back end, our um, compliance people um, view all this and we make sure that everything's going to be good to go before you submit. Um, uh, we've got our kiosks around. It can make it easy for you. Um, we're, I'm just, I'm just going to boast. We're the best at it. I mean, it, there's no hands down about it. I mean, we're, we, we just make it easy. We want to make it easy. We want to help the customer. We want to help the dealer. We want to help um, everybody around. That, that was one of the things that I, I wanted to touch on because you guys, there's nobody else doing this, right? Like there's, I, again, I know you're probably not going to be like, no, there's nobody else doing this, but like, I don't see anybody else out there doing the same thing that silencer shop's doing. There's no other kiosk out there like silencer desk, you know, instead of silencer shop kiosk, you know, like there's not another company out there doing this. And I'm wondering, is it like, you know, again, you guys are, you guys have pretty much made this whole thing. You kind of butted out everybody else. And it said like, look, we are the best at what we do. Um, that, and, and that kind of shows, I know I've actually been messaging some people since we've started this podcast who have used your stuff and not a, one of them have had a bad thing to say about silencer shop or the process. I mean, if there are people out there who have that, by all means, you can leave a review in the podcast, oh, yeah. and, you know, do stuff like that. But there, there is not from everything I'm seeing from everybody. I mean, even Malar has used the silencer shop kiosk. They're amazing. Oh, they're yeah. amazing. It's yeah, amazing. So. It, it, it's it like I, I, I mean, it's stupid simple. <laughs> it, yeah. Once you, it, you once you take those first steps and get your fingerprints in the the kiosk, um, I mean, after that, yeah, it's just updating your passport on a yearly uh, basis, and um, yeah, I mean, you, you're able to order and just basically sign off on everything, and it then they form three it. It goes to the dealer, and yeah, I mean, then I guess I haven't done e-forms yet but we certify from there and then it goes in and one question i did have with that is if because it's going through the dealer's e-forms correct so when it's approved does do i still get in my e-forms um the approval so i can go in and print every time that is a question i had whether form one or form four i'm assuming it's the same uh yeah no it's a great question um no uh form four approvals do not go to the customer's e-forms account it goes to the dealer because of the transferor hmm. and and i said that word uh, so you have a transferee which is the customer to the dealer the transferor is the dealer the transferring dealer um it only goes to the dealer uh but we also have uh processes in place to where um 
uh, dealers use our software. It scrubs their eForms accounts. And it pulls the approvals. It'll email customer and dealer outside of ATF. ATF also sends emails to customers and dealers. They can use our software that scrubs their eForms. It also sends emails to customers and dealers as well on our back end. So when you're saying scrubs though, like it actually pulls the physical document. So like what, like yes. when I log into my silencer shop account and I noticed the site, it's been a little while since I ordered uh, until I ordered this 22 can recently. Um, but I noticed when I went in there, it has like kind of your status. Um, so if that's approved, I should be able to actually click on that particular can or I guess even uh, SBR and, um, yes. and select and, and download. Okay. Potentially yeah. if, if, well, I mean, uh, I know this is going to probably air next week, but, um, this week we've had, uh, some issues with e-forms not sending out emails to customers and dealers. So that's where we're on the back end. If it scrubs it, we can pull the approvals sometimes it, and I say sometimes it works. It's supposed to work all the time. Does it pull everything every time? I, I, I don't know because of the stipulations of e-forms, we know it's a non-government, you know, agency, their website is 1990s technology. Uh, we're doing the best we can with it. <laughs> um, but yes, we, we, we put more processes in place to get the e-form approvals from the ATF um, faster than what they can get to us. I actually had two friends that were approved this week, uh, and I think both of them actually got emails. So yeah. good stuff there. Yeah. So a back, there's a background. I, I, I probably can't. I shouldn't talk about this. I can't talk about this right now. Sorry. Well, is there, <laughs> is there this thing you can talk about? I want to know what your favorite rifle is in your uh, collection. In your collection. It has to be in your collection. One second. One second. Well, I guess. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Old, old lady come in. Um, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Me? me? My, my personal rifle? Of course. Um, it does not have to be an AR, although I... I'm an AR lover. Um, so it's up to you, but I mean, it could be a bolt gun. It could be uh, really anything. Man. I just want to know your favorite rifle. He just wants to know if you have an LMT. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't have an LMT, but I'm going to flex on, I'm going to flex on real quick. Um, I have a Zev mega AR 10 and six, five Creedmoor. Um, I guess I can go ahead and flex uh, serial number one. Oh, okay. Well, that's dope. Hot damn. <laughs> um, it's purposely built um, 6.5 Creedmoor, 18-inch barrel, 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, I run my uh, CGS Hyperion on it. Um, I've taken that out to uh, ooh, just shot of a mile. That's cool. That actually, I, I, I'm actually very impressed by that. Uh, I have a question. Do you have a Kestrel? No. No? Okay. Uh, I got to my, use it. My, my, my gun collection is not as what people might think. My suppressor collection is actually better than my gun collection. You only have like eight guns, but you have like 800 suppressors is what you're trying to say? I have like five guns and 20 suppressors. Oh, okay. Hey, man. You know, we each got to start somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'm very, I'm very meticulous on my guns. Um, um, 
I, I shoot everything from, you know, nine mil, 10 mil, 300 black, um, six, five, 308. I'm very big in the six arc. Mm. Um, you and Roy from Brownells, uh, <laughs> huge shout out to Brownells, but, uh, Roy actually went, I got to shoot with Roy and so did Millar when we were out there in Iowa. Um, and Roy is actually a fantastic shot. Um, but he loves that six millimeter arc. He was, he did a standing shot at, I think 500 or 600 meters or yards awesome. uh, with a six arc. So yeah. I hear a lot of good things about that cartridge, but go ahead and, 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 and keep saying what you were going to say. Cause I had to interrupt there. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's all good. Um, yeah. I built a six arc uh, about a year and a half ago. So I've been in six arc for a little while as soon as it kind of came to tuition. Um, it could have been longer than that. I don't know. Um, I built an AR and um, the benefits of it being an AR 15 frame I could get a 16 inch gun on an AR-15 frame and get out to thousand plus yards. Easy, right? I took that a step further and I bought a uh, JTAC uh, Industries um, 11 inch six start bolt gun. And I've been blessed to have, once again, these prototype suppressors from companies and I've tested some cans on it. Um, but I love the cartridge that can get out there and touch stuff. It's got um, some ballistic energy, um, just as good at a thousand yards than what a 308 does. And being from Texas, you know, 308 is God's caliber. I oh, I chime that I chime that as God's caliber. I, love I my hear. I hear <laughs> about how terrible 6.5 Creedmoor is and how great 308 is from the gun range I are shooting at. And I'm just like, why? Well, how? I, I get it. I, I know that you like 308. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a 308 guy. Like, I think it's a good caliber, but I don't think it's as great as people say it is. Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. I, that's why I do both. Um, I never thought I'd get into six, five. I got into six, five about um, two years ago. And I took that six, five out um, from Zev um, and first shot non-dialed scope at 400 yards target. It was, it was spot on. Um, I shoot the 140 ELDs and I can get six, 700 yards, 800 yards. Easy. Yeah. We were, we were shooting Coke cans, like Coke cans, actually the base of the Coke well, can size target. Well, you were. Mark <laughs> <laughs> can't shoot apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, I was struggling to stretch it out the, the 600 or whatever. <laughs> I, I made but, it at the four, but it was a stretch for me. But then, you know, those are the precision rifles and everything like that. Um, my uh, CQB stuff, um, I have a uh, LWRC uh, 6.8 Israeli marked. Uh, from oh, that's, that's dope. I hear a lot of good things about, well, 6.8. 6 is a good cartridge, but I hear a lot of good things about LWRC. Yeah. Um, I've actually been, I've been wanting to get one of their ambi lowers because I hear they're just as good as the LMTs and I've been searching everywhere. And it's like, no one just it's, carries the lower. It's like, you exactly. have to buy the whole gun. I don't want to buy the whole gun. Yeah, I, uh, I got, I got this gun. Um, I've been a big LWRC fan for a long time. And I got this gun from a, a guy here in, uh, in Texas. Um, the Israeli Mark 6.8. I've shot 6.8 over the last couple of years. I've shot tons of hogs with it. Um, there's a guy in uh, Missouri, I think, uh, did some hand loads. And uh, ballistically wise, they just knocked him down. It was great. It was easy. Um, 
And then the Israeli mark came up and I was like, man, I got to have this. It was, you know, just kind of my uh, stable point of what I wanted to do. And uh, it's an eight inch, uh, six eight SBC TQB rifle, but I can do whatever I want with it. Um, I love that gun. It's a, it's a lightweight platform um, proprietary because they built that platform off of the Magpul 6.8 mags. And so it's the only gun that was ever developed based off of the cartridge itself uh, into the lower and upper. So yeah, because it has its own magazine, right? It's not yes. a, it's not an AR-15 mag, it's not an AR-10 mag. It's, it's like an in-between. Yes. Yeah. It's a legitimate 6.8 mag. Yeah. And, and you have to, um, I know Brownell sells them. I actually do know that they do sell them and they're in stock all the time. So if you're ever looking for them by all means, yeah. um, but uh, I hear so much good stuff about it. And I also know that the LWRC 6.8 SPC bolt that inter that interfaces, it's actually a chunkier bolt itself. So it's it not is. breaking lugs like it does uh, when you run a 6.8 in an AR-15 platform. Yeah. So um, it, it, you know, there's all that. And I think that's awesome because it's kind of the reason why I got away from 6.5 Grendel. I, I love 6.5 Grendel, but I got away from it because... I probably went through four bolt carry groups, like bolts um, out of my bolt carry groups, just because I kept shearing lugs and extractors. Because, and because the, feed, the feeding of the mags into the um, the follower. Yeah, and it just shears the lugs. It will, yep. and, and I mean, it's annoying, but when I heard about LWRC building that whole 6.8, because it's, it's literally, uh, they built that entire gun for the cartridge. I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, but I also know now why it costs a damn much because there's a lot of engineering that goes into that, which, yeah, yeah I, I totally get, but right. is that, is that, um, you have any, like, uh, uh, you said you had a, a sugar weasel. Oh yeah. 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 I got the, um, the Q sugar weasel SD. Um, so the proprietary, uh, honey badger silencer, um, with the, uh, mill spec, uh, sugar weasel, the, the difference between the sugar weasel and the honey badger is just, um, mill spec upper and lower receiver um but i mean i've changed the controls to radian um i know you guys said this i did the larue trigger larue trigger is great it's made here right in uh just about 20 minutes south of me um i love the larue trigger it's cheap it's easy it works yeah i have a i have an mbt i, I i'm pissed that he stopped making the single stage yeah yep i, I I'm, I'm mad at him so if you get to talk to him tell me <laughs> I, I still haven't tried that their stuff. I'm I'm now down the Geisley trigger hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Geisley. Well, no, I mean I'll, I'll just tell y'all straight up. I know y'all talked about the the triggers. I'm a uh, I'm an ATC guy. Um, I got ATC in my six five and my three hundred eight. Um, and I just love the ATC triggers. Bolt bolt gun or is this your three hundred eight AR ten? Um, I have bolt AR ten three hundred eight and bolt or uh, sorry 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 AR um 308 and ar65 both of them are ars okay. Oh, okay and what and what kind of trigger is this amc atc american atc trigger. american uh, okay. american yeah, they, yeah i think um if is i remember correct I'm, I'm picturing they do that gold trigger right yeah yeah yep well, no, yeah I mean, yeah uh, uh i'll send you guys my instagram video i did i went through all my triggers on a video um, I'll send that to you all so you can see uh, all the triggers that I have. It goes to show you how terrible I am at going through people's pages. Yeah. Well, no, dude. I mean, uh, no, dude, I'm, I'm the worst. Well, you also have 1,409 posts, so 
<laughs> not that many not that many. <laughs> i've only got like 300 or something um oh, so, i mean i i, I love shoot i love shooting i love um what anybody wants to do um i'm interested in what everybody likes to shoot as what i shoot is the best i know i'm not i'm not a expert shooter by any means um so if anybody has something different then i'm always down to learn because i mean i can't learn if nobody's telling me you know yeah yeah malar keeps trying to die on us and he <laughs> keeps popping oh, did I cut out yeah you went away um the 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 funny part is is i i'm i'm not a trigger snob for really anything but if you tell me you have a single stage trigger and i feel <laughs> even like the slightest movement before that thing breaks you don't have a single stage trigger and <laughs> And so, cause I, I am a single stage trigger snob and I actually got the Geisley, um, SSP, the flat face version. Yep. And yep. when I first got it, it felt exactly like my super dynamic three gun, which is kind of like a one and a half stage. Like it, it does have a little bit of creep, but it, it breaks real, real cleanly, real quick. Real clean. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the SSP that I got, I was like, this isn't a single stage trigger. And I, and I had to go out and like dump a bunch of rounds through, but now it actually is a single stage trigger. Like I, I can actually, you can feel the wall. It's defined. It did have to break in a little bit, but um, that was one of the things I was like, I was kind of pissed at Geisley. I'm like, I spent $200 on this trigger and it's not a single stage trigger. Like I, I was, I was about to punch a hole in the wall. Um, how pissed I was about that. Well, I mean, it probably had to break in just a little bit, you know, to, to get what you do. Um, oh Yeah. I, uh, out of the manufacturer, I'm sure they still have some tolerances that they uh, got to get through. Well, I want to know your personal take on the uh, the brace thing that's coming up because to me, this the, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go on my personal piece here. Uh, yeah. The brace piece that they're talking about, I don't even think that it, I don't think the ATF is technically even allowed to offer an amnesty. Um, well, they're they're already they're, I think they're already doing that on their. Uh, if you go into direct to e-forms, they're offering an amnesty, um, but it requires you to do your own form four. Interesting. So my so outside so we'll go we'll go back to you know what we started. I'm you know this is me personally. I'm I'm going to talk just freely, and I'm not you know representing a company anything like that. My biggest thing is if they come out with this. On Tuesday, which is what we see in the thirty-first, um, let it let it go, let it come out. We have um, we have lawyers, or I'm sorry, we as people, people, we have lawyers. There's tons of communities that are fighting for us. Um, like I said earlier, Frac or NSSF, um, they're going to dive deep into this ruling and they're going to force injunctions. Right, we know that. Any, any law, any bill that goes through is going to be injunctions. It's not just within guns, but it's within government, right? They're going to, they're going to have something that comes with it. That's nature. So if they come out and they say, oh, well, you have 120 days to do this, don't jump on it and run away. My biggest thing to customers and, and users is let's wait. Let's wait. Don't jump on it. Let's wait. So who's to say if at 70 days, 80 days, 90 days, they stop it. 120 days or 119 days, they stop it and just say, you know, we can't do this. So I'm, 
me personally, I'm waiting till day 119 to file my form ones. Yeah, no I'm right what. there with you. You know what I mean? 119, like, not 125. 119. I mean, the only thing I... The only thing I would say is like, if you have, if you, the way I was viewing it is if you have a braced item uh, that you were intending to SBR, I mean, go ahead and hop on it. So you're at the front of the line. Well, yeah, yeah. Two, two right now. If you want to go ahead and pay your $200 tax stamp and, and follow form one, do it. I've done three. I've oh, I mean, I'm saying when they, when they roll it out, if they're giving, if they're giving the stamp for free and you were intending to, to throw a stock on it and actually stamp it anyways, I'd take advantage of it. I, I wouldn't just yeah, because yeah. I think I think at that point, again, philosophy question here. Um, I think at that point they're gonna they're gonna look for those people and they're gonna be like, oh well, you were planning on doing that anyway. So we're just gonna raid your house now. Like you've now given us room. I think you I, I think you're digging too deep into that. Yeah, this is the government. They do all this all the time. I'm not digging deep. Who, who, who's gonna come who's gonna come into your house? I don't know. Somebody from the ATF. I guarantee you. They will do something. Nah. Uh, they they don't have the the manpower for that. I have to be. You're talking. You're talking about a large. I can't. I can't. I can't talk about. <laughs> I, I... Yeah, I mean, I my my view Look, is, I think they don't. They don't have. Um, as we're, someone we're, who... we're talking about like forty million people with braces. So Wait, if I, I, just, if a large percentage of people out. actually just do it. Hear me out. Hear All me right, out. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm just saying, <laughs> as someone who dabbles in the 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 realm of conspiracy theories, and I say dabble, like I lightly dabble. So don't go hit me up with like your your stuff here. I was but, about to ask what they, all these you. Have- <laughs> hey man, that was a that was a whole weather balloon thing. You don't know. You don't know anything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the someone who's like randomly just dabbles in conspiracy theories like i i i can see where people go with this stuff so i yes. i feel like as the resident who is the resident host of the podcast who literally sits here and, and dabbles in that every once in a while i feel like it's necessary to put the conspiracy theory out there because mm-hmm. everything starts somewhere and i want to be famous for something yeah, yeah. no no you're exactly right um you know the the conspiracy is always going to be out there um i i'm a conspiracy theorist as, as well um, but what we want to get back to um, the end users, the consumers of what we're trying to portray this is to not panic and not get in a frenzy for what's going to happen. Let the companies um, that fight for us um, do their job when this ruling goes down. Let us figure it out. Let the, let the 2A community figure it out before you start acting frantically. And I'm going to go ahead and personally say, uh, if you guys feel the need to donate, um, Frack is one of the better ones yeah. you can donate to. I I know that people are going to say like FPC and all that. I can't stand FPC's marketing. Um, so have a burner email if you really feel the need to donate to them. But um, I just, I, I Frack is probably one of the better ones out there. I know yes. um, Texas has one local one, and I swear to God, I would know it if I actually donated it. Uh, uh, yeah, GOA Gun Owners of America. Um, there are so many out there. If you if 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 that's what you want to do, if if you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of having to form one or do all that, I highly recommend you guys donate to these places because yeah. they're gonna they're putting their attorneys into overdrive come the thirty first, yeah. and they're gonna yeah. be spending a boatload of money. So yeah, there, there's gonna be tons of resources for 
people um, across the nation when this ruling actually goes into effect. Um, so don't panic. Um, be advised. There's people working for you. Um, we're going to make the best decision, whether it's Salsa Shop or uh, any of these other people, FRAC, uh, NSSF, that they're going to fight for the people. That's what we're doing. And that's what we fight for. That's what we've done. That's how we've got to where we're at. So don't, don't panic. Don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable with. Listen to what's actually happening. Listen to what's actually going to come to tuition because we don't know what's going to happen. The ATF is coming at us for something. And what we've always done is we figure out what they're doing. When they do something, let's let the people that actually know legally what they can do fight for us. And that's what I want to stress to this is that don't Agreed. panic. Don't panic. There's people fighting for us. Yeah, I, I really, I think it's going to get gridlocked in the courts. I'm pretty sure it's going to get shut down. So I, I, I would definitely not panic. And Dude, I kind of, it's 300 pages. It's 300 pages of nonsense from the, ACF. yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to get locked up in the court and I kind of lost, I, my internet's being really horrible tonight. So I got booted again and missed my, what happened after the ufos for a bit but but yeah i i really think it's going to um get gridlocked in the courts so i don't see it going anywhere that's why i was kind of saying that if you if you wanted to free stamp and we're intending to sbr anyways like you you technically have a chance but it would probably be before it gets gridlocked in the courts um which is going to be pretty fast i really think it's going to get shut down really fast possibly yeah i mean that's uh, our best thing which is why we can always stand fast on the 119 day then follow your free stamp on day 119 right yeah and i i agree i agree uh malar is now gonna ask you questions about night vision because that's what he wanted to ask you questions about oh I, don't get don't get me on that rabbit hole i i was gonna ask about that tonight tonight <laughs> we're done to tonight i no, saw I, his uh i saw i saw he had some man. i saw he had some duels i i don't have I don't have duels. I have one PVS 14 um, from L3 um, white phosphorus uh, 26 or just under 2600 FOM. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that those are, I mean, the videos and stuff I saw, they look crisp. That look really good. Malar, what do you have? My phone. Uh, I mean, I, I can't, I can't even remember what my FOM was, but I've got the AGM, um, three AL three, um, they're green. Um, I think my FOM was, I think it was around 16 or 1700. Yeah. I thought I was just under 15. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but it, I mean, it, yours is in another league. <laughs> no 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 dude i know dude i love agm i run agm uh rattler uh ts35 oh okay that's my that's my thermal scope that's what i run on everything are you running any it. focuser on your um pvs too no i just i just have it on my helmet and uh i go out and scan um i want so to you, get a sorry go ahead. i was gonna say you aren't running um like the matt bach uh the taser eclipse or any of that no um, I just throw it on my helmet. I can go out and do whatever I want. I mean, I'm for my property. I can get um, 100, 200 yards on my property with the PVS 14, and then I've got you know lasers and um, 
uh, light vision compatible uh, red dots or scopes? Oh, because I that I got that uh, Tazier Eclipse, and man, that thing is that was a game changer with the focus, like a huge game changer. Uh, explain that to me. So it works like a um, a camera what is it, the iris or whatever so you're able to adjust the focus so i mean if you check out their site they have a picture and like if with your night vision if you have your watch in front of you well, can you make out the numbers on it oh i have no idea i don't wear a watch you you shouldn't be able to make the numbers out so it allows you to adjust the focus from 18 18 inches out to infinity and okay. uh, it is it's crazy different like i uh, my buddy and i on Black Friday, they offered if you bought two of them, there was a price break. So I luckily have another friend locally that has a PVS. And um, so he snagged up two of them and he he walks his dog and stuff with his, his PVS on. Um, and he said he was roaming around with it on and it was just, it was crazy different. Like he didn't feel like he was going to trip while he was walking because of the focus. Like now it's yeah. just, it's just crisp. Um and I, I put mine on and played around with it a little bit in my basement. I uh, haven't got exactly out, out with it just yet. But from what I saw, uh, like they're having words in front of me that were uh, like an inch tall. Without yeah. that, I couldn't make them out. And then yeah. as soon as I adjust it, it, it focused. It, 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 it was a game changer to the whole night vision experience. Well, yeah, that, that brings up, uh, I need to talk to you about that because um, most of the time when I put them on PVS 14, I'm walking out to uh, seven acres and I'm just looking past, you know, past me. So I'm never looking at anything up close. Um, I'm not looking at a map or anything like that. So um, definitely that's uh, something I need to talk to you about. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, it's pretty it's a cool. Very it's a very interesting system and I, yeah. I actually think it's pretty cool. Um, I used to, I, I, not that I was did anything cool, but back in the day when I was in the army, I used to teach um, uh, night vision stuff. I don't have any PVS anymore, uh, but I, I'm looking to get one. I probably will go the AGM route also, um, unless you know any, any awesome hookups, but, uh, I <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, there's a, there's a ton of stuff. You know, I just say this stuff to be funny, but you're you're out here tempting me. Um, the uh, a lot of the new stuff I I really want to get into, um, specifically because I actually now I I just confirmed this with my range. The guy there, um, his name he uh, he runs it. He he was like, dude, if you want to come shoot at night, he's like, I got I got zero problems with you coming out here shooting at night, doing stuff like that. He's like, as long as you run suppressed, that's totally fine. So. Now I'm looking at getting a can. I'm looking at getting my night vision, doing all that fun stuff because it was going to, I feel like it's going to kind of be pointless for me as a gun person, like a, like someone who literally reviews and shoots guns and does all that stuff on my YouTube channel, as well as on the podcast. I felt like it was pointless for me to get night vision and just kind of wander around my fucking neighborhood with it. Oh. But now that I get to go and, and, and practice my rifles and stuff like that with my night vision, I feel like that's kind of more, uh, that kind of motivated me more into getting in that. And that's kind of my next step is to, is to start reviewing night vision and going from there and then reviewing night vision while shooting, because there's not a lot of people who put that content out there 
you know, there are some, but I feel like I could give like the layman's perspective of like, I don't have a shitload of money. This is how we get into night vision. This is how we work through it. And this is how we get into there. Um, And that's kind of one of the things I was trying to tell Malar is he really needs to get out and start putting out that content because he's, he's one of those guys who, you know, he's like, he's your everyday person shooting with night vision. He really needs to start walking through that in some of his videos. So I need to snag up one of those Sonics cameras. Psionics. Psionics. Yeah. The Psionics Aurora. Um, I, they, out of the different models, I still am very unclear on which one, but I think the pro from what I saw had a few extra features that were worth getting. And that camera was like thousand bucks on Brownells, I believe. You, you yeah, nine ninety nine. You can go down one. Um, I have the regular Psionics uh, Aurora, and I've had it for a couple of years now, and um, it does uh, it does very well. If you want to uh, uh, video record um, what you're doing, it does very well. You don't have to go. I mean, the Pro is great. Um, it has better clarity, anything like that. But the regular Aurora, I think it's like six ninety nine. I think um, does just as well. Um, if, you're, if you're not the top, you're not the top person that's actually reviewing everything. Like you said, um, where I, I don't, you know, a lot of money that you have to put into this, you know, um, the pro is great and has better clarity, but the, the step down, just the regular Aurora does very well. I have one of those. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to, that's definitely on the list for this coming year. I want to snag uh, one, one of my, those. One- one of my videos, I, I did the Aurora um, just in our fault um, where I was wearing uh, duels. Um, I can show, I can send, I can send all that to y'all to, to see. Um, okay. Is that your but, pin uh, post that you put up? No, I don't think so. No, that was my duel, the duels of PBS 31s. Uh, I had those on loan. Yeah, I feel um, like I need to start reviewing people's night vision. Malar, send me your send me your night vision so I can start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, I, probably, I probably need to send you mine, or we need it together because I don't use mine for what it needs to be. I use it for scanning and everything like that. I mean, I can literally shoot off my back patio if I want to, but I just don't do it because I do so much around here. I got the horses and everything like that. I use it for um, scanning and um, anything like that. I. You know, my lasers, I, I, I can use it for passive or just the lasers. And if anything comes up, I can do that. What are you running uh, for a laser? Um, Holosun LS321G. Oh, okay. Okay. So what made you go, what made you go with that? Um, it took me a year to get, and I didn't want to buy a D-ball. I can poor. understand. I'm, I'm Malar, Malar I'm went, poor, Malar went ham for his D-ball. He was yeah, like, I got- yeah, I, I went with the I went with the A3. Uh, Hoodlum was kind of pushing yeah. me towards the D2, and then D2 one of our good. no, I was pushing you to the Hollow Sun. You were the one who was like, man. Well, I was very I was set on a D ball, and he was pushing me to the D2 because of the Illuminator. But for the distances that I'm normally shooting, um, I didn't I, I I didn't feel I needed the the D2. I'm very curious oh. about the D2, and yeah, more than yeah. anything, I am I I really want to see this new e, the EOTech, um, and I'm pretty yeah. frustrated with that initial podcast they released. They said that we were going to get full power, and everybody was like, "Yeah, they're full of it." Yeah. And I had my hopes. I got my hopes <laughs> up, and then Shot Show came around, and uh, they crushed my dreams. 
Um, and I know there's obviously regulations around the lasers and that, but I was figuring that they would just max it out to like just under that and, and provide us that. Um, they already do that though, with the lasers are putting out there right now. I, I mean, I'm also very curious about the illuminator on that because the illuminator on the PEC 15, I feel like there was mixed reviews on that. Yeah. It's not, it's not that great. I mean, it's good. It's good, but it's not. That's not what you get with the full powers. Yeah, it's but decent. on the yeah. full on the full power packs, is it is the illuminator a lot better on those too? Because it seemed like some of the I don't know. I had seen some no, YouTube. I not. think the, from what I laser, know, the laser is more intensified. The the illuminator is the same. Very close. I'm just gonna say, from what I know, from what I ran in the army, the pack 15 in the army that I had was good you know but it ended up being more of a pain in the ass for me most of the time just because it didn't hold zero because we were running our night's rails and stuff like that so there there were some things like that um i know now they're better they've done a lot more stuff they've updated them and and things like that so but the illuminator i will say was definitely better than what you see now uh in the civilian world so uh, I would say the closest thing you could probably get to that is a pursed, but you know, the Russians and fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've got a buddy with a full power peck, but the last time we were out, we didn't really get to, uh, you probably listened to that podcast, but there were some poachers that were out in the woods. Um, so it was actually better. We didn't really go back there and test things out. We test out our, our visible lasers, um, which was pretty cool, but like it was the red versus the green and the green is definitely the green sticks out more. So from even at like a distance, it, it looked like it, um, I, I don't want to say outperformed, but they, I, they were probably pretty equal. It was just the, the green was a little more visible. Yeah. Gr- green is always more visible, but it takes more power. That's what we've seen across, uh, RMRs or red dots, uh, green dots. It takes more power. I love so all my green dots. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love them too. I, I, I'm weird though. I, I hate red. I hate the color red. So it, it's like, if I could get away with anything that's not red, I'll do it. Um, I did have another question about cans. What's uh, What are your favorite silencer attachment methods? Like dead air chemo, surefire. Uh, I know there's, I know Rugged's got their own version. <laughs> like, are yeah. the what's your what's your take on all of that and what do you what would you say is your favorite i'm partial to dead air but that's because all my friends shoot dead air and that's the can i'm yeah. getting so well there, there's tons of there's tons of great options out there um you know specifically rugged um they're doing the taper before threads on the muzzle so but you do have a secondary uh locking collar which is still good you have a no go uh go no go gauge um that lets you know if you're good to go or not uh, Ditter chemo is good because you can do a, um, a one hand on and off operation. Your hand never crosses the muzzle. So you can really do it by the body of the silencer and get it on the chemo. Um, me specifically, um, I like, uh, I'm a direct thread guy. Um, so most of my stuff is pointed on to what I want to do. Um, so I do direct thread, but um, uh, chemo is great. Um, I've also want to shout out um, Reardon Manufacturing. Um, they make uh, great tapers. Um, left hand thread. Yep. Uh, they they can do left hand thread, um, but most of their stuff uh, 
most common, you know, the left or uh, half by 28 or five by 24 uh, regular threads. Um, they can do whatever you want. Uh, I met the guys at SHOT Show and they're, they're great people. Um, they're right here in Texas and Richardson. So, um, you know, fast, easy. Their machining is, is awesome. Um, I got a, um, a direct thread attachment from uh, Otter Creek and uh, it literally made my Helios, um, well, let's get into silencers and the silencer attachments. So if you want to get your can close back to your barrel um, without um, adding any weight or length, then uh, Reardon or Q or Reer, um, Otter Creek is going to get your silencer back close to your uh, barrel. Um, the Otter Creek one, literally, I'll send you guys a picture. Um, it literally added zero. It set flush with the silencer on my Helios and it brought it back to right at my uh, handguard. Now I heard um, you were, I heard you mentioned a Helios. That's a CGS can. Oh yes, sir. Yeah. CGS Helios. Uh, so, so my, my fanboyness is going to come out. You had mentioned before this, so you know, um, you know, Chris and 1911 syndicate. Yes, sir. Uh, I know they're big fans of CGS. What's your, what's your, I'm going to, I'm just going to ask, cause I'm kind of, I'm actually really, I'm actually really curious. What is your current favorite or, or would you say getting into suppressors? You're definitely looking at a CGS can you want a 30 cal or a five, five, six can. Uh, I prefer 30 cal cause I want to be able to, to have that option, but I'm looking at, at some of those compared to the dead air. Um, what would be like my options with those and what, what, uh, because I'm, I'm definitely going to use chemo, uh, as my attachment system for multiple rifles. So what, uh, how would that, I want to know your favorite can so I can, I can go see if that's the one I need to get. Well, so I mean, you, you hit, you hit on the answers I'm going to give you. So you want QD, you're going to want to use chemo. So, um, you're going to want to do the, uh, Helios, uh, QDTI, and you're gonna have to use the expansion chamber if you're running uh, three-port brakes um, with uh, uh, dead air, because the expansion chamber of the uh, Helios is not big enough to run without the expansion chamber. So you have to run an external link of it. Okay. Okay. Understandable. Which 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 adds which adds length to the suppressor. It looks kind of I'm not gonna say it looks weird, um, but it has it adds extra length, and you have more tolerances at this, which is why I said. I go direct red because I don't like tolerances. Um, I so tolerances come from the barrel threading to the muzzle device to the attachment to the attachment to the suppressor. So you now have three or four attachments to mm -hmm. the suppressor, which causes tolerances, which is why people have baffle strikes. Yeah, because of tolerance stacking. Yes. Yep. Um, All right. I, I love chemo. I love it to death. Dead Air is a great company. I love the people there. Um, stacking it across CGS, it can become tricky. Uh, okay. Because of the stacking. Well, uh, I'm also interested in one of their nine millimeter cans for my B and T. So we might we might go that route for a CGS can. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to go. I'm I'm like 98 dead set on a Sandman K um yeah but if there's a you know if there's a better uh suppressor that comes along and i, and I say this i'm it's not looking tank. for 
I'm not looking for sound suppression. I'm just looking to have a suppressor on the end to deaden like uh, the blow, the soften the blow. I, it doesn't need to be super quiet. I'm not looking to be SEAL Team 6. Yeah. yeah. I, you said for 10.5? No, no, no. I have a 13.9. I have an 11.5. And oh, I'm okay. going to have a I'm going to have a 14.5 uh, Geisley URGI upper. Oh, dude. Sam and K will do it. Yeah. Sam and K will a, do it. I, 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 have a, I have a feeling that's kind of... That's my route I want to go. But Millar, he loves, he's got like three 11 fives, and I know he loves rugged. Um, so 11 five is the way. Uh, yeah, 11 five <laughs> is actually really nice. I have that, I have that Colt uh, 733 upper, which is fantastic. Dude, I saw uh, and that I, video. That was great. I actually, I've actually never owned a Colt. And when I was in the Army, I never had a Colt. Uh, when I was in the Army, all I, all I had were FNs. So, when I got it, I was actually really surprised at how well it was gassed and how well it just feels in general. Um, but yeah. I've, I like the 11.5 platform, you know, uh, I do need to get a different muzzle device. I have, a uh, the Knox and it's only the 12 and three o'clock ports. And so I had to, I had to time it for left-handed and I hate how I have to time that. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get a new muzzle device here pretty soon, but uh, I absolutely love that Colt 11.5, which I was I I was surprised for a quad rail gun that I have. I, I actually liked it. One question that's probably kind of uh, I'm, I'm used to the rugged mounts, and on my nine millimeter, uh, I mean I direct thread obviously onto my pistol, but for running a five five six or like a rifle um, direct thread. And again, this is going to sound like a, a novice question. I like asking these questions to get that knowledge out there too. Um, but uh, securing that, like, how are you keeping it on? Like with my pistol, I'm running, um, I run the Teflon tape, but if you're throwing it on a rifle can, um, or sorry, on a rifle barrel, uh, what is your method of securing it? And how often are you checking it to make sure it's not backing off? Well, so, I mean, are you specifically talking obsidian non? Mm. Well, so, I mean, so the, the, the handgun cans, um, obsidian non or obsidian 45. I was talking more, uh, I mean, like a 556 direct thread. Well, they, they don't have a direct thread. The Cinefire cans are. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking particular to, to rugged. I'm just saying in general, oh. like a direct thread. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you we've talked about uh i, I know that in the next podcast coming out i kind of yeah. hint, hint that i've got something going on but you you know right. a little bit more of what's going on <laughs> i'm trying to figure out when that arrives <laughs> what well, so um, always always with uh suppressed uh shooting you always want to check your uh suppressor probably after every mag or so um whether it's a handgun or a rifle um which is why we see so many manufacturers going to tapers um whether it's uh threads then taper or taper before threads, depending on the manufacturer. Um, you always want to check it. That's that's general suppressed um, shooting um, safety is to check the suppressor. Always put your hand on it. Try to try to tug it um, back on towards uh, uh, snug, which is why I always want to run um, wraps on my suppressors, um, which you'll see on my Instagram. Um, uh, the the general the general silencer maintenance and uh, security of it is to always check your silencer direct thread. Uh, depending on the 
barrel heading of it, whether it's like 0 0.7, 0 0.736 or something like that. I'm not going to get too entailed with this. Uh, your director is always great. Um, your QD, depending on what QD setup you go with, um, chemo requires no timing. There's no threads. It locks on with a body. Uh, rugged um, comes on with uh, a secondary taper lock, which you do the no-go go no-go gauge. Uh, Q runs the cherry bombs with the taper before threads. You get it locked onto the taper and then thread it on. Um, you always want to check your silencer every couple of mags or so. Always, always, no matter what. No matter if it's a handgun or a rifle, always check it. We should probably, we should probably preface this with use gloves or uh, like the silencer shower no. mitt. You will lick that forbidden <laughs> popsicle. Yeah, lick that forbidden popsicle. <laughs> well, who, who's, shoot, who's shooting their stuff to get the forbidden popsicle right now? Um, well, you know, some people, not me. But some yeah, people some, out there some, have some ammo sponsors. I wish they would well, tell me they, how they got them. But well, if, they're, if they're doing it, they're not worried about taking it off or checking it. They're just going to shoot it till it glows. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen yeah, the forbidden right popsicle. There. I'm very curious about it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, but actually, so my uh, my buddy has a oh god, it's a Rexilinium three baffle. Um, yeah. and I, I dumped probably two mags through that thing and it, it, it was glowing. You couldn't really tell because it's bright ass Texas Sunday, but you could, you could feel the heat coming off that thing from like a good two and a half feet away. Um, and Most titanium. yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it is a gorgeous can. I love how it looks. Yeah. Um, and you can, and I'm pretty sure you can see it on my Instagram too. Uh, but it, it's a, it, uh, that can is awesome for a little, little short, little 30 cal can. That is a fun can to shoot. Oh yeah. Um, Rex does some great stuff, man. They can make your uh, can to whatever you want. You can tell them I want um, two or three baffles for a, you know, 16 inch five by six or a four baffle stack for a four for DSO com. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a 30 cal three baffle, um, no flash hide or end cap or anything. So it does give you a little bit of fireball coming out the front, but um, it's fun. And it, it actually, you can tell like when you run it on a 16 or a 14, five or my 13, nine, you can tell it kind of deadens the blow. But when I ran it on my 11, five, it, it did not do shit. It was just like, yeah. it's still loud and obnoxious. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what, uh, what are your, some of your favorite cans? Like, what are some of your, your, I know you're a huge direct thread guy. What are some of your favorites? Man, I love, uh, so I'm just going to go uh, down uh, 22. Um, 22 is easy to suppress. So I like anything um, from uh, Energetic Armament to CGS, Dead Air, Q, uh, JK. So I, I literally uh, posted a day at the JK um, CCX. Um, or the Versa X, I think, uh, on uh, a life card. I'm going to get a life card uh, set up here soon. Uh, 22 is cool. great. Um, go down to two or three baffles and you can be suppressed with a life card. Um, nine mil, um, Rugged Obsidian 9 is the number one seller. Um, CGS Mod 9 SK, CGS Mod 9 FS. I've got a prototype uh, CGS uh, Mod 9 titanium can that I think is going to be great. Um, we'll see. Um, 5.56, uh, honestly, hardest round to suppress. 
So you go with the uh, you go with the Helios first. Uh, Sandman's are great. Sandman S is the number one selling suppressor because it can do 308, 556. It's good on battle rifles, duty rifles, ink and L. Um, it's good. But the uh, SCI six uh, coming out from CGS is uh, going to be the claim to fame, I think, over the Helios and Sandman. Um, just because uh, Slade uh, uh, Slade from SCR Regulars uh, ran a he runs about sixty thousand rounds a year through cans, and he did that through ten variants of the SCR six. So uh, the tenth variant that we're at right now is the best one that came out. You said you said Slade. Yeah, Slade from uh, SCR Regulars. I've I've heard of him. I've seen some of his videos. What? Who is he? Uh, he's a combat veteran. Um, he was previously with uh, GBRS and uh, went from from GBRS to now his own company, SCR Regulars. Mm, I won't say anything about GBRS, but sure. It sounds... Yeah. He, his videos are pretty sweet, though. I've seen some of his stuff. He's, he's actually not too bad. So I, I like that he puts a ton of rounds through stuff and he tests that yeah. stuff out. Um, but, well, that... Uh, uh, that that's where that's where you know my my close ties with uh, CGS you know they give me the insights of what they're doing and uh, which is why I'm so close to them I'm not saying I'm not close to anybody else uh, I love Dead Air I love Rugged I mean any of the the companies that I represent are are great um, but you know with CGS you know going with uh, these combat veterans that are uh, giving uh, education back to individuals is what we're doing. So um, this SCI-6 is uh, optimized for 5.56, but it can also do 6-millimeter arc, 6-millimeter bore, anything like that. Um, it went through, you know, like I said, the 10 variants of it. It's uh, 718 ink and L printed. So let's go into printing of it and printing titanium or printing steel. Um, CGS is doing the, the best thing for the sensor industry as far as printing process i've heard a lot of good things about metal printed cans um and they're apparently stronger than just belted or wow english they're stronger stack, stack, baffle, stack baffle design omega design mm -hmm. yeah and they're stronger welded. right yeah that stuff is insane to me. And I, and I actually love that. Like I, I actually nerd out, like listening to people talk about that stuff. So if you ever just want to get into that, I'll listen. Yeah. We can get in the rabbit hole with that. Yeah. I, I was curious uh, and you were running through the cans and I missed what, I think it was the second one. Um, but I was curious, a lot of people, you know, always look at like the surefire as the standard. And I was curious on your take on the surefire. I think it's the RC2. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, so the, the RC2 is great. Um, the RC2 is a battle rifle can. If that customer wants to buy a just battle rifle can, they want something that doesn't ever destruct or never fails, the RC2 is the great, greatest thing ever. That's from a sales perspective. I will it. tell you, I will tell you that my best thing is I the most common thing, I took a 16-inch rifle and I put a 5.56 Mini on it from Surefire, the Mini 2 
on a 16 inch gun. It was the best thing that I ever shot. From a 16 inch gun's perspective. Is that partially due to uh, like sound wise or like just the weight and all of that, like the man, like manageability of it. It was both. It was both, you know, between, uh, manageability of the light, the laser, um, the can, the weight, everything, the five, six, uh, mini two on a 16 inch gun is awesome. It's awesome. The RC two is great. Um, cause it's indestructible. Is it quiet? Yes with the proper mount oh so they, it varies with the mounts because i was about to say i was looking yes. at the decimal levels that i think they were saying for that was like 134 or something of that nature and i, I was noticing that my like my rugged micro 30 is down at like 131 so i was a little surprised that that was like the standard per se but there's a lot out there that are actually suppressing uh better well, that's the thing I, I kind of don't necessarily understand is I'm not, I'm not chasing quiet. I know there are people out there who are, um, but I, I, I can't even begin to put myself in the, in that person's shoes because it's just, that's just something that I'm not even remotely interested in. Do I want my can to quiet down my shot? Yes, but it's not. Um, we want the ear protection from it. I mean, I, I don't feel if you're shooting five, five, six, you're, you're chasing decimals, but I just like, comparing them i found that interesting that like what some consider like the standard was actually louder because i i feel like if you're setting the standard you should still be pretty quiet and i guess 134 still is but and normally three decimals you don't really hear that difference anyway yeah it's not 160 so i think you're doing pretty good there yeah you're solid well well this is where i'll i'll kind of go into this um uh, Pew Science is uh, a leading manufacturer, leading uh, scientist with uh, decibel readings. Uh, he doesn't chase decibels. He taste, chases, um, to dumb it down, how, how long can you shoot this silencer on this host without damaging your hearing? That's the biggest thing. And you can use this data to your best ability to know what, what, silence you're going to get on your host for this i don't like i don't like telling you decibels i don't care about 134 i don't care about 141 i don't care about any of that it's what it what it does to the host what you're shooting what does the silencer do to the host that you're shooting and this is another this is another um uh rabbit hole that we're going to get down tonight but um yeah, we might end up needing to save some of this for another uh, another cast here in the near future. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I, <laughs> yeah, but I would love to hear this rabbit hole before we go. So, <laughs> no, no, so, 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 um, we'll, we'll just we'll just uh, probably finish up with this. Um, your silencer, any silencer on a suppressed host is going to be better than shooting unsuppressed. Let's get that out there. Any silencer will work on your gun and be better than shooting unsuppressed. That's it. That's Amen. Hands down. Hands down. Never shoot unsuppressed. I don't care what silencer you have. It's good. I'm glad you got your tax stamp. I'm glad you got your silencer. It works for you. That's fine. I, I love silencers. I love shooting suppressed. Um, that's hands down. That's it. Now, going into your specific host now goes into more a specific uh, range of what you're trying to accomplish. There's always the 
end goal of what you're wanting to do. I always ask people, what is your goal? Tell me about your gun. Tell me about your goal. People always say, well, I mean, you know, most common people, I mean, I got the 16-inch AR, what do I need to get? Cool. Sam NK, Rugged Razor, whatever you want to do, Sam NS, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's gonna it's gonna work better than shooting unsuppressed. Always. They're gonna love it. Because they never shot, they've never shot suppressed. I will say being a left-handed shooter and shooting suppressed is a fucking pain in the ass. Well, you're you're a specific rabbit hole that I want to get down. Because of gas blowback. We can get into operating systems, we can get into gas blowback, we can get into bolt carriers, um, buffer tubes, everything. We can get well, all that. That's also specific to the to the AR. Um, now I know Stag has like a left-handed ARs and stuff, but yes, almost yes. I, I'm not I'm not building a left-handed AR. Like I, I know that I am I am the outlier here. Uh, so no, yeah, you're not. Well, you you're don't not. need to. You have an LMT. I do. I do have an LMT. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're not. You're not an outlier. There's tons of left-handed shooters. You're not an outlier. Well, that's kind of what I try to give people perspective on. I actually had a guy who reached out to me today. Um, and he was asking me about suppressors. Um, and he was saying like, dude, I'm a left-handed shooter. Like I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, look, the worst thing that I have to deal with is gas to the face. Cause everyone will sit there and tell me, I don't, I, I, all oh, these, this can's not gassy. This can's not gassy. And then I go and shoot. And I'm like, fuck you. It's gassy. Um, <laughs> and they're like, it doesn't do that. And I'm like, shut up. Your face isn't near the port. Shoot it left-handed. And then they, they do the same thing I do. And I'm like, Oh, that sucks. I'm like, Thank you. Um, so like, and I, and I realize you, most of these companies are not engineering this stuff for left-handed people, or they're, they're expecting people who are left-handed to do this. Um, which is very interesting to me because I feel like there are more, more left-handed people like me who don't want to shoot left-handed specific ARs. Um, which is why I really look at the flow through cans. Like I'm really actually looking into one of the Huxworks cans or one of the BNT cans. Like I'm really looking into some of that stuff because they have the reduced back pressure stuff. And the Huxworks can that I did shoot on a Mark 18, I got almost no gas to the face other than what I would normally get from a Mark 18. So that was, that was actually blew me away at how effective that can was. Um, but also why, like, I love that there are more companies now who are, who are looking at that because shooting a, uh, a Surefire RC2 can, uh, even out of a 14.5 is a pain in the ass for someone who's left-handed, especially if you're going to do long strings of fire, because that's not fun to eat all that gas. And that gas is toxic. It's not good for you. So, oh yeah, no, it's not, it's not toxic, which is, uh, the, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, the the biggest thing that what sponsor manufacturers are doing is the reduced blowback because blowback is toxic. Huxworks is the biggest industry that's doing this right now. I own three of their cans. Um, the what they do with this, everybody is going to reduce blowback, which they can. I. I this is this is uh, going to be a suppressor podcast, I think, probably soon. The uh, the expansion chamber in a silencer, what they're doing between um, the manufacturing process, which is what we talked about a while ago, um, the printing process versus uh, uh, stamp processing with their expansion chambers. 
that's how you get um, most of the, your reduced blowback. Yeah, well, and that's and that's one of the things. Like, I know, I know Huxworks. Uh, they used to be called something else, OSS or something. But um, OSS, yeah. The can I shot was one of the original OSS cans, and yeah. I shot it on a Mark eighteen, a full auto Mark eighteen at a at an at an event. I was actually blown away at how I got I got almost nothing back at me. Yeah. Um, they said something like it only increased the cyclic rate by 1% um, on a Mark 18, which was drastic because I think the Surefire RC2 did it by like 30% or something like that. Like it was outrageous. Yeah. Um, and it, it, to me, you know, being being a left-handed shooter and, and doing that, like I like 30 cal cans, I, but I hate eating gas to the face and my, and, and, um, the reason why I like 30 cal cans is because they do offer less back pressure, like at, at me uh, specifically. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons I also like K cans because they're not, they're not um, as back pressure heavy. Yeah, so for me, heavy. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm not, I'm not uh, my, my end goal is yes to suppress the shot, but my, my also end goal is to eat as little gas to the face as possible. Um, yeah, which which is where which is where Huxworks comes into this. They're mm-hmm. that's their main goal. And like I said, I own three of their cans. I've literally shot um, their cans. Um, I lube the gun up with oil and everything else like that. I turn it sideways on my chest and I shoot sideways, and nothing comes back. Nothing. They're they're they've gone from a suppressor company to a safety company now, which is what Huxworks is. And to be able to eliminate that gas blowback and the fumes coming back to people, that's what their goal is. So as a left-handed shooter, I always recommend Huxworks. Always, always. It never even entered my mind until recently. My, now, I will say the cost is prohibitive. Um, that's to, a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a shitload of money. Now, granted, it's less than a cancer bill. Uh, I'll yeah. say that. Um but you know there are a lot of people who are looking at it who are like well you know fuck it who gives a shit about 20 years from now um well, you know and 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 that's the thing that's that's every 20 year old i've ever met um okay but, well take we'll take it take it from uh somebody uh 20 years down the road or anything like that what if from a customer standpoint i said they have a uh 14.5 or a 16 inch gun and i say i want a can for it as a as a dealer that says well what do you want they're like i don't know do you go into the rabbit hole of telling them about manufacturing 3d printing anything like that and just sell uh, huxworks and say hey this gun this can will go on your gun it'll always work because that that dealer is going to sell a gun and put a suppressor on it that can will always run because the the huxworks cans will literally make your gun more reliable because it slows the bolt down just enough to cycle and they'll never have a problem. Whereas you throw another can on there, uh, anybody else, you throw it on there, it could possibly have gas issues and where you got to do gas blocks, buffer tubes, bolt carriers, anything like that. The Huxworks will never, um, never many, malfunction a gun. Yeah, and I agree. I totally agree with that. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is, I do know people who are like, well, shit, I would, I would really love one of those cans. Um, I, it's okay. I did it earlier. Um, I would there. I know people who are literally saying I would really love one of those cans, 
but they can't necessarily afford it right off the bat. And it's, you know, that's the cost prohibitive part is, you know, that's another reason why it's like, I just tend to shoot unsuppressed is because the can that I want is going to cost me an arm and a leg anyway. So I got to wait a while to save up for that. And, but that's the interesting part is all the stuff that I've been trying in the meantime, like taking my time to build up this stuff. Like I'm just gaining more experience behind a lot of these things and knowing what I like and don't like. Like I know that I like the dead air K cans because that's what I've shot and they're very nice. And I don't get a lot of shit in the face. I know I like the Hux works because it's, it's very nice and it works really well. I know I like, I know I don't like these other cans. I, I don't like the Sandman S because I get too much gas to the face. I don't like this other, these other cans out there. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. There's too damn many. Um, but the, uh, that's, that's the thing. I, I feel like I get to take my time with that. And I, I, you know, brand loyal maybe. Um, Cause you know, at the end of the day, I still, I still want what I want, but yeah, you know, there, I feel like there's a lot of things that, um, I, I hope to give the industry uh, that perspective and uh, maybe even not even the industry, but just the people who are looking for the information. Um, I can hope, I hope I can give them that perspective either with this podcast or my channel. If you go check out my YouTube channel, um, shooting the shit podcast, I do put a lot of that stuff out there and I try to make sure that I'm always giving everybody my honest opinion about stuff. Um, when it, but I don't get to shoot suppressed that often. So don't don't go out there looking for all that stuff. There are there are plenty of people. I'm pretty sure Justin, you know, plenty of left-handed shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1911 Syndicate, one of them. But there, yeah, there are a lot of guys out there who have a ton of content that comes to, you know, if you're looking for stuff, go check those guys out. They have a lot of information that they can give you on that stuff. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that are. Um doing all that for us and you know by by all means i'm not um telling everybody what to buy and and same thing with you like you said the podcast your podcast is great and um you know there there's uh between 1911 syndicate uh, pew science and um other reviewers that are doing um suppressor test hosting um you can find the information that you want for your silencer um there, there's information out there you just got to find it I feel like we really need to get Pew Science on here now because I, I you, you've talked about him. I've heard like 300 other people talk about him. Um, and I actually just recently watched uh, some of his stuff or, or uh, I've seen some of the stuff that he's been putting out. It's very cool. Like I'm I'm actually like I'm, I'm kind of pissed. I didn't know about a lot of this beforehand. Um, well, <laughs> Uh, his stuff is becoming more prominently. You know, I saw him at SHOT Show and uh, he was uh, super happy. I've, I've known him for a few years now and um, to get where he's at, I'm not speaking for him, but to, to see where he's at, it's been, uh, um, it's been an eye opener of what he's actually doing. And, uh, you know, I support his podcast and everything like that. I could possibly get him on here. I hope um, at one point he's a, uh, he's a genius. Um, a little story uh, from Josh. So uh, we, uh, we trolled the uh, Hall Sun booth uh, a little bit. Um, with some thermals and their new thermal and everything like that um, it was pretty it was pretty fun uh, from a scientist perspective um, he uh, pointed out a couple of things from I'm not saying anything bad about Holson but uh, um, it was fun to be around him and you know see his uh, intellectual he's very smart he knows what he's doing 
and he's he's great for the 2A community and the silencer community. That's where I want to get at. Yeah, from everything I'm seeing, he's he's doing pretty good. And uh, yeah, check out his Instagram, Pew Science. Uh, I, I actually let me yeah. just had it. Um, Pew Science that LLC. Jay yeah. situation. Yeah. Pew, uh, Pew Science LLC, and then he's got another one, uh, the J situation. Um, yeah. Check out both of those, and that has links to all his stuff. If you're if you're looking for the data um, on all of the cans that you want, like check this guy yeah. out. He's got yeah. everything, and 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 I mean breaks it down. Again, I'm not uh, you know i'm no one special but this guy this guy's something special this guy's a this guy's a guy to watch for sure for sure yeah yeah neither am i you know i sell i mean i'm gonna boast myself a little bit i sell a lot of silencers um oh don't worry i got a bottle of tequila for you (laughs) but 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 this dude this dude um can literally you can go to his website and you can uh go by your host your platform and your silencer you can see the the ratings of what it does he doesn't go by decibels he goes by basically to dumb it down he how long can you shoot this silencer on this host without damaging your hearing that's that's his that's his theory right he doesn't go by decibels so taking our our cognizance of what we've always known is oh this is 34 decibels reduction this is 38 decibels reduction he doesn't go by that he goes by how long can the, you shoot this without damaging your hearing? And you can see that by his uh, uh, non, uh, non-paid ratings. And you can see what a host do on certain platforms, which is most specifically on ARs he does as Mark 18. So if you mm-hmm. see something that tests high on a 10.5 AR 15, it's gonna do even better on your 14 or your 16, potentially. Yeah, I, I mean, it's insane. <laughs> the, the amount, I mean, the amount the, of actual work this guy puts in, uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot, dude. I don't want to get into your podcast for that because it's a lot. Um, you know, I don't, I it don't want to, you're, you're correct. Cause I can't even scratch the surface of what he's even got oh. on his website here. Um, I, 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 I did a brief overview of what he does. There's more into it than what I said. Yeah. Just go check it out. I mean, there's, yeah. I'll even leave a link to his, his website in our description. Um, and then this, this episode should either be out Sunday or Monday, unless you have something that you need to do, Justin, this should either be out Sunday or Monday. So yeah no i mean i hope this is good for everybody um customers uh, end users like myself i'm a silencer owner just like anybody else um mm-hmm. if you need uh if you need something done please reach out to um this channel or myself um i'll make your silencer ownership simplified whether it's through us or anybody else um i i'm a supporter of any 2a nfa however you want to call it title two class three whatever you want however you uh view your uh status um i want to get your machine guns i want to get your silencers i want to get your guns in your hands as fast oh, as that's possible. one of the damn it we're gonna say that for the next one it's okay I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i i kind of want to um uh, tag on to like what you were saying there and i i had i didn't know this and when i had called in um to inquire on uh, like the process stuff, 
um, I had asked about if I were to buy a can somewhere else, whether silencer shop would process that. And I was told um, that you guys would handle that. Uh, so I, like we would be able to go onto the site, purchase a, a stamp, and then the dealer is able to then submit a request to silencer shop to go ahead and fulfill the compliance end of completing that? Oh yeah, we'll process any form for that you want, anything uh, you want. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't feel it is, um, I kind of like advertised out there as very well. If if it's on the site, I overlooked it. Um, oh, it's but, not. It's not. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because that, um, I was curious about that. Um, and um, yeah, I mean that opens the door for a lot of people. Obviously, that if they've used you before, but they they you they are looking for something that is not on your site they still are able to use you for the, the whole compliance aspect of submitting uh, and go through their FFL. Yes, sir. hundred percent. Anything that they want form four related uh, cans, guns, machine guns, whatever. We're here. And, and form one now stuff too. And form one. Yep. <laughs> Which I will be purchasing here in the next 30 minutes um oh tuesday is gonna tuesday is gonna be a um i'll just say yeah tuesday um as it's gonna be published uh hopefully before tuesday you guys probably should do that um the registry is gonna hit tuesday so everyone and their mom is gonna try to do that and just so everyone this is not for my braced pistol uh this is legit for my (laughs) rifle lower that i have so um i have a few that i want to submit that was actually i want i probably had like two or three i wanted to submit for this year um yeah well that's so the, the thing the the timing of this is uh still sucks fucking atf couldn't wait another 300 years yeah <clears throat> but I, either way it's it's gonna get tied up in court but we'll we'll see what happens um and pray for the best well, <laughs> yeah well, yeah no no this is where this is where um if you guys publish this before the brace rolling um tell everybody to get their uh, forms in before everything hits i mean get your form fours in get your form ones in pay your stamps if you want to um get it all in before everything happens i mean um to best protect yourself uh if what you want the best one to buy can is probably right now buy it before you think about it again uh get your form four in you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and that's kind of how we're going to title this podcast is, um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm planning on either doing like a form four, form one, where twos, you know, kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know yet how I'm going to title it. I, I, I'm not going to do a funny title for this one. Cause I want this one to kind of be more, more kind of a serious topic, even though, you know, we're out here shooting shit and doing stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to be out. I want to say at the very latest Monday, um, I'm pretty sure I'll get it out tomorrow night, uh, which will be Saturday night. The interesting thing for me though, is, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if, if this is even really going to be necessary. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Like, yeah, they said, they said it'll be Monday, but weren't they saying a couple of weeks ago that it was going to be like that yeah. next Monday? You know? well, they, they, they've always said it so i mean does it happen on the 31st we don't know if it doesn't happen then it's on them they they always um don't hit their marks 
Well, yeah, it's the uh, government. Well, I mean, I think, and we, we talked about this earlier, but at this point, everybody is picking apart what, they, what they've done so they can see what legal challenges they're going to face. And with that, they have to try to adapt before they actually release it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, ultimately, kind of like, like you said, I mean, just hang in there, see what the legal challenges do and go from there. Amen. Yep. Well, Justin, where can everybody find you? What's your Instagram? What is your TikTok? Your YouTube? Your whatever? <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans. If you got an OnlyFans, put it in there. Feed pics. Yeah. yeah uh, Instagram is seven underscore JDC. Um, hit me there. Um, I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a YouTube. Um, Instagram is where you're going to find me. Uh, you already said my name, Justin Craven. Uh, if you find me on Facebook, uh, you'll see head of dealer sales. Um, I'm always available to help anybody out. If anybody's got any uh, issues with uh, their forms or if they need questions with their forms. Um, or if you have an I'll, FFL being dumb. Yeah, exactly. I want to help. I want to help anybody. <laughs> I don't care if it's customer or dealer. Um, I want to help everybody get their uh, silencers and their class uh, two items to them. There's a silencer machine gun or short barrel rifle. Let me know. Honestly, man, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, Millar, do you want to send us out? Oh, yeah. Run, suppress, stay blessed. Do you have anything <laughs> that you normally say at the end of your stuff, Justin? No, sir. I like Millar's uh, uh, ending. So if you can say it again, let's cut it out. Yeah, run, run, suppress, <laughs> stay blessed. Uh, be a hoodlum, everybody. Be a hoodlum. Yes, sir.